On this episode of Mistake by the Take, Jake and Dylan step away from Cleveland sports and venture into fantasy football, giving their rankings on each position, and then also one sleeper, one bust, and guys that they're in and out on, on this episode of Mistake by the Take. One, two, Episode 12, and we're back, baby. We are so back like we never left. We're back like the Guardians are, but that's for Friday. We're not going to talk about it right now. I'm hosting today, your boy, Dylan. I don't know why I said it like that. It's been an interesting day, to say the least. I'm all over the place right now. Can't even lie. It's your boy. It's it's your boy. But I'm going to steal what you always say to me. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know. Today's just, it's a good vibe day right now. It's a good vibe day today. Um, it, you know, there was, there. I will say this, there was some stuff that happened with me today that I'm not going to probably get into just now, but you'll figure out in the future. But I mean, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're, uh, we're living life. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I think this is going to be one of our best episodes in my opinion. Because, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. See, here's the thing. We're doing a couple of different things on this new episode, which I'm pretty stoked about. We're introducing a new segment that we'll get into. Um, and then, as you could probably tell by the title, like we're not even going with Cleveland sports today. We're going with, I mean, fantasy football. Yeah, dude, which is fantasy is it's relevant to everywhere right? it's it's so relevant and it's so much fun i mean it's the only sport that you could truly play a fantasy sport in with football i mean i tried basketball i don't know that i don't know what to do yeah i mean I, i've played basketball for a couple of years now but the commitment's just not the same like you either yeah. play day-to-day leagues where people always forget to set their lineups or you play week to week where there's no strategy involved you're just like nope oh, this guy plays more Right, so I'll start him. Yeah, and it's, it's just not fun. It's, it's not as much fun. I won't say it's not fun because I still do enjoy it. But I agree. The only and then the other one, like baseball too. That's about like it. that one's the one where you can literally not pay attention until July, and then you can all all of a sudden like magically win the league. It's it's crazy. I don't so I don't really mess with it. But yeah, no, it's it's we got a lot of different stuff today. But first, um. Since we keep taking shots at each other, we might as well give an update on our perspectives of the DeAndre Hopkins situation. I don't know. Did we mention it on the show last week about how I said you need to pick some, like, pick your choice? All I know is you're giving me a little bit of a little bit of shade for not having a team myself. So Yeah, so basically... Jake and I, you know, we've been going back and forth on this. I have given him some shade about not sticking with the team to ride with with this. Um, so then I called him out again. I think it was on like Friday or Saturday, yeah, or, or Sunday. It was, it was, it was this Friday weekend. or Saturday. It was Friday yeah. or Saturday. And I just basically said, "I'm like, listen, I'm giving you an ultimatum here. You're gonna pick two teams, and I'll ride with the Patriots." And I get go ahead say your two options really quick because he agreed to this and I, you know, and we'll we'll tell him what's on the line in a sec. But yeah, so I I went one team that I think is very realistic and one of the higher odds teams because as they would be right. We're talking the Kansas City Chiefs who could use a little help with the wide receiver position, 
as well. I, I don't know if I want to call it a long shot because I actually see it as very possible, and it's a reason I took it. But I'm going to Chicago Bears. I like the diversity with the. You know, I, I think the Chiefs are kind of your safe play on that one. They are in the running. I think the cap is going to be a situation with that one. But Definitely. then also the Bears, like that's another thing where they, you know, it, it's real. It, I could see it happening, but, you know, it, who knows kind of thing. It, like you said, it's it's kind of a long shot pick there. But, I mean, I agree, cover all your bases there. But what we agreed to was since I'm turning 21 on Sunday – we, I can finally say this, after it all goes down, loser owes the winner a tall boy. Yes. And we, if you don't nope. know what a tall boy is... Do some research. Do some research. Come on, no. It's really not that hard. So, yeah, I mean, that's about that. We'll see what happens. What happens and, when neither of us win? Then we just have to, like, get drunk together? Is that Probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, was... That's fair. I mean, that was already going to be a given, but, yeah, like, I mean, you know, so... But either way, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for some fantasy football stuff. I'm assuming that I think he is going to pop up eventually in the podcast today, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, along with another name that's been floating around. But, um, yeah, no, it, it's going to be exciting. We, uh, we're doing some rankings today. But first, before we get into all of our rankings for fantasy football, we got a new segment. Oh boy, do we! This was this was Jake's idea. I got to give credit to where his credits due. Um, so what it is, title of it, hot off the press. And what we kind of decided was, we kind of wanted a situation where, if you, because we, I feel like we didn't get to cover like just general news and just have kind of like a quick just five minutes overview what's all going on in sports so jake came up with this idea where basically spending a couple minutes just kind of firing off a couple of quick things here and there just to you know keep everyone in check give everyone our perspectives not just about cleveland stuff but just in general obviously there will be some cleveland things that that will come up in this but yeah no i mean i'm i'm pretty it was a good idea jake Oh, thank you very much. I mean, hey, shout out to you. Came up with the name, but uh, the I big did. thing too is like, even though we're doing two episodes a week, like we theme our episodes, so there's always a shot that like, like this week we're not going to talk very much Browns, right? But there's Browns news happening that we feel is important for everybody to know and to right. get our opinions on, but we don't get to cover it. Well, and it's also too, it's hard because it's just like it's something, but it's not like. You could build a full, full episode, e- yeah, right. So, and we've tried to do that in the past before, where you, you know, you you try to make a whole episode out of one thing, and it, it gets really tough. I think it also cuts down on what we're doing right now, which is kind of just rambling off the beginning of episodes, right? right? Like, obviously our intro, but then we'll hit a couple of stories, and it's just like we sit here and talk, and next yeah, thing you know, we're fifteen casual. minutes in, right? So, so kind of format it a little bit better, get a little more rapid fire and into our things, even though you know we'll always keep it loose and. A joke around, talk exactly. some other stuff as well. Yeah, little little off structure structure. So you know, here we go. First, uh, first edition of Hot Off the Press, and this is going to be interesting. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for it. So first things first, since I got to keep it going, keep it going. Um, Dalvin Cook gets released, and. I mean, this was kind of expected. He wants some money. And you know what? The thing is, like, 
I don't know. He he wasn't going to get it because I mean he's 27 years old. The Vikings saved what nine million cap space. I just I think it's kind of bound to happen at this point. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's a good move on their part. I think especially with Alexander Madison behind him, uh, I don't see how this is a bad move for them. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research working in 92.3 The Fan while I was on the air. Uh, 14 times nice. in Alexander Madison's career, he's gone for 10 or more carries. 10 of those times, over 4 yards per carry. Like, the volume just hasn't been there for him, but now that it will be, I think he's going to fly. Yeah, so currently the Vikings' depth chart right now in the running back position. You got Alexander Madison, probably going to be the bell cow. Uh, Ty Chandler, a guy in the 2021 draft, no, 2022 draft uh, from North Carolina. I liked him. Um, Keegan Ngagwe, pretty sure is how you say it, is another guy. And then they also just drafted a guy this year in Dwayne McBride, who I was super high That's on. That's the uh, UAB guy? Yeah, the yeah, UAB yeah. guy. I like o- him a lot. Only problem is he does have a fumbling issue, but he is a fantastic runner in my opinion. But other than that, some of the landing spots that you can look out for for Dalvin Cook, um, the Dolphins, Broncos, Bills, Saints, those were the ones that were kind of rumored to be the possible destinations for him, the most likely for that. Dalvin Cook will be a Dolphin. Probably. Um, which kind of sucks for one guy that we may touch on in a little bit. But keeping it moving, uh, the Browns debuted their new logo. Um, this one was decided by the fans and the players. Uh, whatever it, it was like polls and all that jazz. But the cool thing about this one is there's many different elements if you like look into it. So there's an Ohio like the state of Ohio. Yeah, up in the right ear of the dog. Yeah, it's there's a that in there. Um, there's a football included into it. The East End Zone is part of it. Uh, a guitar pick for, obviously, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A helmet stripe, kind of the famous helmet stripe for the Browns for all this time. Then a dog pound helmet, a little salute there. That's included. And then the last two ones, I mean, the Guardian Bridge, obviously, with the Guardians, too kind of big um and then the spikes you know the dogs make sense what do you think about it yeah it was a classic uh by the way if you want to see like where all those are located i think the browns, browns posted yeah it was on their instagram page yep. it's like a full description of like all of those elements that's where i pulled it from yeah I-, I think they made the right decision though without a doubt like between the two logos that were being shown i thought they were both pretty decent but like I don't, the other one was just kind of like cartoony to me it wasn't like you know dog pound like the fierce you know, rioters that they are. It was just like, it was a little bit too cartoony. So I think it's the right decision. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, I, I did really like it. It was cool. And they presented it on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Obviously, we're recording this on Tuesday. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I like it. Um, but yeah, uh, next thing, NBA Finals just wrapped up last night. Uh, and this was kind of a given at this point. The Nuggets win the series 3-1. to one. Jokic, the MVP, I mean, there's not really much to say anymore, in my opinion, other than, I don't know, this 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 was kind of expected. Numbers aren't very good for you, are they? Numbers aren't good. What did I fuck up? Four to one. They Four. won the series. Well, I was thinking it was three to one going into it. I don't know. I was writing this outline at 1 a.m. Four to one, they win it. They win in five games, which yeah. was my prediction from the start. So I will give my credit to where credit is due. So, yes, 4-1. to one. Thank you. But anyway, rattle off your thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I had Nuggets in six, so it was kind of expected. I thought the Heat were going to give a little more fight, but 
you just get really bad series out of Max Struess as a whole. Uh, Gabe Vincent really bad last three games, and Jimmy Butler not playing his best either. But I, I think it's very clear that Nikola Jokic had the MVP just ripped out of his hands when it should have been him, without a doubt, because yeah. he was the best player on the best team this year, and it wasn't even close. I just think it's funny, too, how he was like after it. That was hilarious. Do you see him check his phone? Yeah, he's just the like... Text. He went to go uh, check his phone for a text from uh, the other Joker in tennis. Yeah. Um, and he looked at it, and he just goes, holy mother... F-. Yeah. And they just start laughing. They go, a lot of text? He goes, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, that dude just impresses me to this day. The, the fact that he's just so chill about everything. But the thing is, we were just talking about it. Intramural basketball next uh, next semester, man, we're going to be like Murray and Jokic. I'm oh, yeah. telling you what. They don't gonna... call me Jokic for nothing, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, moving on. By the way, of, yeah, before but... we get there, Nuggets of Dynasty? I don't know if I'm going to get there just yet. Uh, I think if they stick together through at least this offseason, maybe next, I- I'm willing to say it. I think they're that good. It, they, they have to win another one. De- definitely to be like, say they're a dynasty, but I think it's. It, it could, they could be for sure. They could be. I, I'll give them that, but I don't know if I'm ready to put my name on that just yet. So we'll see what happens on that. But um, the last piece of news we got, and I mean, this is. This is. I mean. You got to be just thanking the Lord Jesus Christ for this one. James Karinchek gets sent down to Triple A Columbus. And unfortunately, we can't play the soundbite that we have for it just yet because we have another soundbite going right now. But we'll introduce that later because us other thing too, if you notice, we do have soundbites going. So we're just, we're upgrading. But anyways, yeah, Karinchek gets sent down to Triple A Columbus. They call up Tin Heron, the left-handed pitcher. Um, in 32 games this year, the the dude has just been all over the place. Uh, a 3.9 ERA, 1.23 WHIP. I, I just we're not going to get heavy into it because I'm sure this is going to be a heavy discussion when we talk into um, Friday's episode. But I mean, it's it, it. We at least have to note it right now. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, the only thing I'll say for my little sneak peek, I actually think it's the wrong move. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yep, so I'm not going to give anything more than that because stay tuned for Friday's episode, episode 13. You'll get the full details. Wow. Okay. Well, anyways, I won't (laughs) – I don't know. I didn't expect that, but, you know, hey, it's all right. Um, But, yeah, that wraps up our uh, first uh, segment of Hot Off the Press. So, uh, Lisa, can you please put out the fire? Oh, buddy, we'll get it back. Don't worry, it'll be back next time. So yeah, I've never, I've never. You were kind of dissing me for not knowing that one. I don't know if I was dissing you. I just like so. If nobody picked up on that, I don't know, if, like how popular this movie is. I feel like it is, but maybe it's not. It's from Zathura, which is basically you literally asked me oh, like what is it? Because I said it wasn't. I don't want to call it a good movie. I just think it's nostalgic from my childhood. And I was like <laughs> nostalgic for your childhood. Yeah, I was like. I literally think it's just Jumanji in space. <laughs> that was a good description. I like that. That was but good. It's good. I like it. And huh. if nobody else heard it, I mean, great movie. I would check it out at least. Uh, I'll add it to the list. I've been binge watching uh, Breaking Bad. I haven't. That was. It's my first time. I was like, yeah, why not? 
So it's I watched good. the first season of Breaking Bad and uh, never went back. So wow, interesting. Yeah, bold, bold play there. Anywho, um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into the fantasy football. It's I'm, time. I'm, I'm pumped, dude. I'm like super into fantasy football. I'm pretty big into it too. I mean, I always play in a couple of leagues and toss. I don't want to say like hefty amounts of money because I'm I'm broke. Right. But like hefty amounts of money to me. Like I play in like fifty hundred dollar leagues and usually playing in like three or four of them. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, this uh, I'll give you a little hint. Hint. Everyone that's listening. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna probably play some money leagues too. Um. You'll figure out why soon in the future. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm you know expanding into that world now with um betting and stuff especially now that i'm 21 and a couple other things going down and stuff but yeah it, it it's gonna be a lot of fun this year i think this year is a real shifting point in my opinion because my draft strategy i was kind of thinking about it a lot because you put me on the spot with this we, we decided it yesterday actually that this would be our, our... Uh, i do have to give a quick shout out Jack Witty, you remember yeah, him from the yeah. uh, fan-led Q&A episode that was episode 10. Make sure you go back and watch that if you haven't. Yeah. But shout out uh, shout out my boy Jay Witt because this is actually his idea. We were you know, sitting down playing some games together, and he was like, you guys should do a fantasy football episode. And yeah. I was like, you know what? That's actually it's a good, not a bad idea. It's a great idea. Yeah, Jack, Jack's been killing it, dude. I got to meet him. Jack's a, uh, as another popular podcast would call it, an AWL, an yeah. avid watcher and listener. So. There we go. Good, Good for Jack. So, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing that we got to really go into right now is just how, like, is, is has your draft strategy changed when you were thinking about it from last year to this year? Or is it still rock solid how you're going to look? Uh, so, I don't know if I'm willing to commit to a draft strategy yet. I'm not drafting yet. It's yeah, like, I'm not. I'm I'm doing some mock drafts here and there. Right. But yeah, I mean, none of my leagues draft until like coming up on August, pretty much. Like yeah, we always like same to wait with me. to at least get towards like right before preseason. That way, for the most part, you get your injuries out of the way. Correct. Like, I agree. You, you can get a couple in the more, training but... camp buzz too. Like you got to wait for that to settle down. Well, it's actually going to pick up probably around then. But at least try to gather as much information as you can for now. Like, a lot of my leagues will even wait for preseason to be, like, basically over. Yeah, that's what we try to do, too, because the injuries that you always have one where it's just an injury that comes in the preseason, and it can, like, totally screw a team. Yeah, it can literally derail you. I mean, not that this was fantasy relevant, but you think last year with the Browns, you know, two plays into the... It was literally the first drive, Nick Harris, what, towards down. ACL. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he went down for the season. He never came back. Oh, and that Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We saw, like, Travis Etienne in his freshman campaign, like... He got hurt, was out for the whole year, and that dramatically changed everything because then James Robinson became relevant. Right. So it's it's something that you have to at least wait on. But the thing is, like like we said, like we'll probably talk more when we get into the rankings. So it's kind of a rough draft of like what we've been thinking right now because obviously a lot of this is subject to change, but at least moving forward this is a basis of what we're going to go off of this year hopefully none of my friends listen to it but yeah so like what what are you yeah no kidding so yeah, they can right. pick up on my shit but yeah don't worry probably same here so yeah oh well um so then when you are drafting what's kind of your strategy when you are in the in the in the seat you know so my big thing right now is when i look at all the players available I feel like wide receiver could be really deep this year. Yeah. Like, I obviously, agree. 
you know, if you can get a Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, you need to do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. those are probably going to be two of the top scorers in all of fantasy this year that aren't going to be a quarterback. Exactly. So, if you can go get them, do it. But I think my strategy is pretty much going to be, A, get my running backs out of the way because uh, I look at running backs right room, right running back rooms right now, and I'm like, holy clusterfuck. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's happening. They're a mess. So, I, I'm like, I just want to get them out of the way, get two solid running backs that I know I can count on. Boom, done. My other thing, if I'm pick like five through eight, dude, if Travis Kelsey is on the board, he's gone. in contention. Gone. Like there's I mean, he's in such a different level than every other tight end that he's basically like another wide receiver. Right. Whereas no other tight end does that. Only guy you even think that comes semi close is like Mark Andrews. And I don't even think he compares. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we're probably going to get into those guys in a little bit here, too, because we've also wanted to state this. It is for redraft and then also PPR. You did PPR, correct? Please say you did PPR. I did half PPR in my thought, but it doesn't matter either way. My draft really doesn't change that you much. You do half the two. PPR? Oh, half PPR is Ew. the wave, dude. Get, get off the PPR wave. That It values wide receivers way too highly. Dude, you might... And it, like receiving running backs are catching like 10, 11 balls a game. Jacoby, Jacoby Myers would just like a merchant in the PPR system because I'm he saying. just gets force fed. And so is Deontay Johnson. Like, those are so stupid. We should not be valuing somebody catching the ball for two yards that highly. Like half PPR is the wave. If you're not playing half PPR, get on the change. Your running back rankings are definitely going to be different than mine. But either way, it's all right. Um, so I will say this about my draft tra- my draft strategy moving forward. It's definitely shifted a little bit because I looked at a couple of elements this year that are are changing for me because last year, I mean, I had a couple of different teams. My main league, um, I, I had two main leagues last year. Um, the one league I did really well in, and that was kind of my strategy – I try to do like a different strategy for each like league just to see like you know diversify. Oh, I, I know all about that. <laughs> oh God, I don't I, know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Two years ago, I drafted double tight ends. Oh God, what and I had I had Kelsey and Waller. Jeez. And it's... if you know anything about Darren Waller over the last two years, ouch. Yeah. So either way, um, I one league I did really well in, and I kind of was you know just more of a feel thing there but then the other league was a lot of backed up research and stuff and I finished 9 out of 10 on that one which was bad it, I was like injuries just it's always how it goes right decimated me yeah like so you do all the work and you're like oh dude I, I'm so confident in this and it's the worst league you'll ever put together yeah so one of the things that I noticed like right away when I was making my rankings was I'm gonna probably target a QB sooner than usual We'll talk about it more because the QBs are going to be the first thing. We're do- we're doing top 10 for all of the positions. The QBs, I feel like there's like only eight that I truly like. And after that, I have no one really there that I would feel confident starting week to week. No, I'm kind of there with you, honestly. Um, like I, my, my tiers are pretty much like I, I section off into nine, but... Damn, you have nine tiers for each? No, 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 no. Oh. Like, nine players within the tiers that I feel semi-comfortable on. Okay. And honestly, like, the ninth guy, I'm more with you. Like, it's probably eight. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it, we'll, again, we'll go more in-depth with it, but I'm just saying for now, like, the, that's one thing that I picked up on. 
Um, another thing, I'm going to try to land a top five running back as early as I can in that first round. And if I can't, I'm just going to, I'm not afraid to go wide receiver anymore. I'm, I, I mean, I'll go into my next point too. I'm not going to emphasize, I'm going the complete opposite. I was usually within the first four rounds, I would usually grab three running backs. But the thing is, and I would trust my, I'd probably get a wide receiver in either rounds two or three, depending on what was still on the board running back wise. But the thing is like, now I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't, see too much confidence in like the average I'm gonna say ADP that's average draft position um I I use the ESPN one just because it, it, it's that's the app that I usually use for all my leagues but the thing is like I don't feel confident in guys from like six to 14 range to yeah. really get damage done so I'm not gonna say like I'm gonna be a zero RB guy I think you at least need to grab one early, but I'm not going to have such an emphasis on them early. I'll probably grab, depending on where everything lands, one to two in the four round range. So yeah, I think that I, I think like two in the four round range is where I want to be. Yeah, I, I and you know I'm going to try to load up on talent too. That's the key here. Like if I don't get, like I mean that's the thing. Like you said, like. Kelsey, like if I can just get a guy that's going to be a monster that puts up points in the first round, I'm going to probably take the swing on that one. And there's only going to be a couple running backs that I feel really confident that can do that. So I think the last kind of part of my strategy is so that kind of, you know, boils down to where everything will go. But then in the later rounds, what I tend to do usually, and I'm sticking to this one because I'm a huge truther on it. I like to take rookies and flyers late, late. Because the thing is, when it goes to, you know, those deep ends, I, you're most of these guys you're going to be cutting no matter what. And they're going to be filled up with someone else that comes up randomly off the waiver wires. So I like to take my shots at different players. Um, you, I like to do it mainly with, like, wide receivers that have, like, a cheap ADP. So, I mean, last year, it's like usually it's rookies and second-year guys that are tend to be the ones where it's just like, okay, you can get them for like cheap, cheap, like deep. So why not like go ahead and take a shot on them? Um, there's a couple of guys that I'll mention right now that I, I think fit that. Um, Drake London right now is the wide receiver 31, which was crazy to me. Jahan Dotson at wide receiver 39 which is really crazy to me because he dealt with some injuries, but like when he was on the field, this dude was like catching touchdowns like out the wazoo. I think that's the thing though is like people are like he was so touchdown dependent last year that it was, uh, you know, like can he keep that up or was it just a stretch? But yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I think everything kind of stays the same though in the sense of like with that offense in the wide receiving core. I know it's going to be different with Sam Howell who's going to be starting. Um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be Sam Howell. Just a little FYI, in my opinion, but I, I could see Brissett coming through there, but it, it's like a fifty-fifty. No, so okay. anyways, um, <laughs> I wanted to use a sound bite there. I was looking for one. I'm like, uh, but either way, um, yeah, I just I don't think, um, I think that one's kind of low. And then the last one to wrap it up at wide receiver forty-three right now, uh, Jordan Addison. I think that's going to be a guy where he might not have an impact early on. Um, but later in the year, once he starts to carve out a role, 
I don't, I'm not going to say he's going to put up like Justin Jefferson like numbers in year one where he kind of went on that monster tear at the end of the season. But he, I, I think in that pass-heavy offense that they have, we've seen before they have the ability to carry two fantasy production wide receivers with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. That's been the story there. And I'm assuming Jordan Addison will kind of fill up that role and be a wide receiver too for them. He's got the first round draft capital with it, and he's still a really good player too. I mean, Bolitnikoff winner, kind of all of that. And then the last thing to wrap it up, I try to do this with running backs as well too, not just with the um, wide receiver position, but it, it is really hard to do this draft strategy with running backs because it's more based off of like, not even if they're like good coming out of the draft, but more of just if they can carve out a role. So, like, if you were going to kind of play that game, you're going to look at a guy like Devon Aceh, who's right now sitting at RB49, which, I mean, good value for that at that point, a great flyer-type player. But it all depends on if Dalvin Cook is there. Um, I don't trust that running back room right now if it's Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson and then plus Devon Aceh because he does have third-round draft capital, which is really good for a running back. Um but again, it, it depends on if Cook does sign with them. Um, and then the other guy, too, it, I, I mean, Roshan Johnson, the kid from uh, Texas that yeah. just got drafted in the fourth round by the Bears. He's currently the RB52. Um, other than that, I mean, last year there was only one that I had that was kind of fit this, and that was Damian Pierce. I, I'm Nothing else really, no other guy kind of popped. Yeah, my like late round guy that I was taking at pretty much the end of every draft last year was Khalil Herbert. So yeah, that, that, it worked out decently well down the stretch. But. He was a guy late that I was kind of targeting too, um, especially because I did end up with a lot of David Montgomery shares last year. I don't know why. I think it was just because he was like kind of like a fifth rounder, where it was like, okay, I need an, I want to get like like I said, like I usually would go and get three yeah, RBs pretty back, quick. Right? Yeah, and so then I'd just be like, all right, I got my guy there. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out, um, you know, changing the strategy a little bit. Hopefully it works out. So but, Before we, uh, oh, before yeah, we jump ahead. into things, I just wait, we don't have to go long on this at yeah. all, but what, what are your opinions on the zero RB strategy? Um, I think it works to some degree. You have to be a very good drafter, in my opinion. And I know it sounds really cliche to just say that, but you have to know your research on the running back positions what kind of roles they will have in that offense, what type of offense scheme they do run, because it all depends on the back. And, you know, also, too, like, how is that offensive line? Is the quarterback going to take shares away from that? And I think there is, to some extent, if you do your homework correctly, yes, it could work. I've done it one year before, and it did pan out. I mean, I finished third in that league. So, it, because the other thing too with that is like you have to be good on the waivers as well. Yeah, that's be- my big thing. It's, it's so waiver heavy that I feel like to a degree it's lucky. And it's it's almost a little bit luck there because I did get lucky that year too. Um, I mean, especially if you lose it, I am always like, if I lose week one, I don't care. I'm actually kind of happy because then you can just score on some like huge major guys because I mean, yeah, it was. A couple years ago, I lucked out and I ended up getting it was the year that Miles Gaskin popped for like just randomly. And then it was also the year that 
uh, Tariq Cohen went down, and somehow I managed to grab both of them. Jeez. So I got really lucky, and that wasn't even a zero RB league. That was just simply like I already had a couple other guys. I forget who my main RBs were in that one. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think if you can play the game correctly, it's a really good strategy. And I've also seen guys where if they do that, they will eventually just trade their wide like a Because, I mean, at that point, you're loaded on wide receivers or a different position, so then you could just kind of move off of a wide receiver and then go get a running back. I don't know. No, I, like, I don't think it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, what do you think then? Like, yeah, I just feel like you have to get kind of lucky with it. That's, that's my only thing. Like, and there's always luck involved in yeah. fantasy. Like, that's just how it rolls. That's, yeah. Injuries and stuff, you have no control. But that's strategy specifically. Like, yeah, you have to be like hot on the waiver wire and just, it, like, in a way, get lucky. Like, yeah. you have to hold on to the guys at the right time. Your wide receivers can't get hurt. They have to pan out. Yeah. Or else you're basically screwed. Yeah. I'm, so it, it it all depends. Will I put money on it this year in a league? Maybe because I'm definitely going to do it. I be I, I join a shit ton of leagues. Yeah. But like I it it depending on like do I trust it enough to put money on it? I don't know yet. I gotta again do like a full full breakdown because the other thing too is like we could probably do another episode of this to kind of like revisit it and just oh, give a, a yeah. full thing. But especially too, I, I'm I'm sure all of our listeners enjoy fantasy football and stuff but yeah um if you don't have anything else you want to get into the rankings get into it all right here we go so we're going to start off with the quarterback position and to be honest with you i was pretty it was honestly really easy for me this one was just like i flew through it i'm like all right it makes there was obviously a couple of them that i'm like eh but other, By the way, you said you used uh, ESPN ADPs. I did use ESPN ADP. Okay, I uh, so in my rankings, I didn't use ADPs, but I didn't. I didn't technically use uh, ADPs from like. It's more of just me just saying like th- yeah. these were. I didn't let's say okay, it's because of this ADP or anything like that. Agree. I didn't do. I did the exact same thing, but we'll later in the episode kind of get into you know sleepers and fades yeah, on yeah, each yeah. position. That's there, where I considered ADP, yes. but I used RotoWire ADP just so you know. Okay, so yeah, the numbers are going to be probably a little, a little bit different. Yeah, it's still a little. I like the diversity with it though. I think it, it, as long as we get give a range too, I think it works out. Right. But uh, yeah. So just wanted to make that clear yeah, before. No, all good. And then obviously you have PPR, me full PPR. Keep that in mind as we're going through this. So top ten quarterbacks. First things first. Did you do a just miss? Like, they just missed the cut. Yes, yes I did. Okay. Do. I did a just-off section. So, let's start off with that one. What were Who were the guys that just missed your list? So, for each of these, I did three guys. Okay. Right off the – for every position, I did three that are just falling off. Not in a particular order, necessarily. I didn't go, like, 11 to 12 okay. or 11 to 13. Um, it was just, you know, these these are three guys. You can throw them basically in any order. Yeah. I, they're just the next three guys I like. My just-offs for the quarterback position, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, because I think he's got a really good wide receiver core there. Kirk Cousins, just because I think that offense is still pretty good over there. I think he'll be fine. And this one is going to be the one that probably sparks a little controversy. Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I I don't know. I think Anthony Richardson has a a high floor with his rushing ability. Because that's the thing why I think he's going to be an abysmal passer. Like I just yeah, don't year see one, it it's probably going to be hard for him to adjust to the passing. I agree. I mean, he had like what a fifty nine percent completion percentage in college. Like, yeah, like it's it going to be it's going to be a rough transition. It was ugly, but 
the floor, as you said, with the run, like he's going to be able to run the ball, and it's going to keep him in like the top fifteen, top twenty conversation I, easily. I agree, and it's kind of like the like a Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, where it's like they weren't refined as a passer just yet, but they could explode. Obviously, Justin Fields hasn't gotten to that point, but I'm sure we're going to probably talk on him um, eventually in these rankings. But I did not do just three for them, but I in my just miss, I did every every guy that I was just considering. Okay, so. Um, a couple of names that I want to highlight, uh, Daniel Jones, he fell out of my, he was not in the rankings, wasn't really going to hit on him usually, but like I, I, he was in consideration because I see a lot of people have him at like the 10 to 12 range, which I, I don't really necessarily agree with. I'm a little bit lower on Daniel Jones. All depends on if there is a lot of controversy right now with, um, Stefan Diggs. I don't know if you saw that. Where he it, it literally just happened. Where I, I was I was trying to text it to you um, about the Bills, but yeah. like he, apparently there. I, I was just confused down the. I shot you a weird look, which is why yeah, you no, know, no, no, just yeah. seconded it. But I was like, Stephon Diggs does not play for the New York Giants. But the, the reason why I was going to get to it was because there are speculations that he could be traded too. Because I mean, if you um, look at it, there was a. Apparently, Sean McDermott came out and basically said, like, he's very concerned on the situation with Stephon Diggs. Interesting. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm just saying it relates to New York Giants because that's a potential destination for him, which could affect him in a positive way, obviously, if he goes there. So, Daniel Jones, he was on the cusp, didn't make it. Tua Tungalaivoa. I also considered him, but I think the injuries kind of plagued. I'm kind of staying away from that one. Good to be QB two kind of thing if you need a backup for a week, in my opinion, if he could stay healthy. Um, Russell Wilson, I don't want to get burned by that one again. I got torched by that last year, and it, it burned me. I went hard onto the uh, Broncos in one of my leagues, and I did not finish well in that one. So, um, Russell Wilson was a guy, hopefully maybe if uh, uh, Sean Payton comes in and does some, you know, fixing to that offense, maybe. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not convinced on it. Aaron Rodgers, he was also on the cusp for me. Jared Goff was another guy where I was considering. And then two that just kind of missed the most, I'd say. Geno Smith has been heavily underrated in these rankings. He's been like... QB 15 in my opinion and I don't especially in like ESPN like the 14 15 range I see him closer towards 10 like he's he's really close to that mark in my opinion I don't have any Gino talk in my uh in my board so I'm not afraid to say it Gino is like an actual guy and like quarterback like I'm all on the Gino hype train yeah but in any terms of like fantasy and him being like a really good quarterback I'm all out dude like really I, I do not see it like it is the Pete Carroll system and he's not going to flourish as, like, a fantasy quarterback. Like, it's just not going to be the best situation. Now, he has an incredible wide receiver core with him right now, so I definitely see him, like, in that, like, 15 to 12 range. I don't think he's bad. I think he's, like, a good second quarterback. But not necessarily somebody that I'd be targeting, like, even near my top 10. Like, I would not be sitting looking at my draft board like, oh, you know, we're falling down towards the 10 spot, and I'm okay with Geno being my QB1. Like, no, 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 no. You know, guess where he finished last year? It was high. QB5. Yeah. I still think, and again, we're talking redraft. I still think he has one more year in him, at least, in my opinion. He has one more year in him. He's only had one year in him. 
I mean, like that's all he had in his whole career. But the only thing is, the Seahawks did trust in him, and they signed him to a three-year deal, which could t- potentially be adjusted, I believe, to either a two or a one-year deal, depending on how they manipulate the cap and stuff and clearing it and all that jazz. But I, I still think at least the Seahawks front office, Pete Carroll, they're still invested in him for this year, and they have trust, which I think is a little bit underrated in the in the redraft perspective of fantasy football. But he was a guy that was just missed the cusp. And then the other guy that I think, Dak Prescott. Um, he was my other guy that like just missed it along with uh, Geno Smith. Dak, the issue with him is I don't know what I'm going to get with him this year. I don't know if I'm going to get the leading the league in interceptions while missing a shit ton of games or if I'm going to get the, you know, perfect system passer that just loads up on touchdowns and yards and just again plays into the system really well this was the exact debate i had in my head i almost put him as my fade was okay just because it like last year was so bad yeah like i did not want any Dak prescott stock at all last year because you're sitting there looking at it he gets hurt so you miss him for a few weeks and then you said he still leads the league in interceptions yeah it was not good, and I don't know who I'm getting. I don't know either. So I was on the cusp of, like, do I fade him? Yeah. But, I, again, I'm, I don't think I'm drafting him as my QB1, but... I'm I, taking him as a QB2 easily. Yeah, that's what, like, the the upside's enough. As just a, you know, insurance of whoever goes down kind of thing. But, either way, getting into the top 10, I think what we should do probably is go 10 through 6, and then if you just... I know we both talked about... We both did tiers on how we would judge them as well. Um, and I think our tier system will probably be a little bit different for each of them. So I think just going 10 through 6 to start and then 5 through 1 will kind of be how we do it. And then if whatever tiers are included, you kind of roll with it. So I'll kick it off. Why not? Go for it. Um, so 6 through 10 includes two tiers for me. So it's tier 4. So I obviously tier one's going to be like the best of the best. And then like as you go higher, it's going to be worse and worse. So tier it includes tier four and tier three for me. Um, tier four is QB twos. And I said I had to pick two more for the rankings because like I said earlier, like I only I need to get a, I need to get a top eight guy this year. And that's that's plain and simple. And the thing is, the top there's only two guys in it. Um, at 10, I have Kirk Cousins. I know you just left him off. Um, the thing is with Kurt, I, I I mean, I can just rely on him to at least go in there and put up 15 to 20 points. You know, he'll get a couple touchdowns. And that's well, the thing, right? He's going to protect the ball. Right. It's a perfect game manager, which not ideal for a fantasy football perspective, but either way, whatever. Number nine's a little controversy for me. Deshaun Watson comes in at number nine on my list because I think with Deshaun Watson, it's it's going to be a little tough in the sense of like, it's hard to judge what he's going to be. Is he going to be Deshaun Watson where he's a top three quarterback for fantasy football? Or is it going to be Deshaun Watson, the one that we saw last year? Um, I think the reason why he is at least at number nine for me is because I'm kind of looking at it like I'm willing to take the shot because if you do if it does pan out like dude you got you got like a top 5 fantasy quarterback that's very productive in a pretty good offense with Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore. So I mean, I'm willing to take that risk on him. Tier 3 
Um, there's four names, obviously, in this one. Actually, well, there is four names, but the thing is I'm only going to talk about three of them, and then the last one we'll get into when I go into five through one. Um, number eight, Trevor Lawrence. Number seven, Justin Fields. And number six, Justin Herbert. These are the guys that I at least need one of them. If, if worst-case scenario, if I don't get, you know, some of the other top five guys, I'm going to need or actually it would be top four for me based on my rankings. If I don't get those guys, I'm going to need one of these, and I will specifically go out of my way to get one of them or draft a, you know, early or something like that. So I think the, this is where I kind of had a little bit of a debate in my head between it was either Lamar, Herbert, or Fields. That's where I didn't know where I was going to go with the ranking. I think they're both pretty similar, and then also Lawrence too. I think he just kind of got bumped out of that one just because I don't know if 100% if I'm really you know, going to go in on it. But I, I think he will probably become a quarterback one in fantasy this year, especially with the addition of Calvin Ridley. But I think Justin Fields, the reason why I'm a little lower on him is just because I still don't know what I'm getting out as a passer. And I think the system is going to be a little bit more pass heavy, but a little less running this year just because they want him to kind of at least not take a beating that we've seen other mobile quarterbacks like Lamar get through. So I kind of faded him a little bit in the rankings. I'd still obviously take him because I think he still can produce at that level, but I'm still faded him a little bit. I think Herbert is a guy where I I know he's going to be healthy this year again. I'm not going to fade him. And then Lamar is Lamar. I think Todd Munkin's going to probably come in, change up the system a little bit, and we're going to really see how he does as a passer. I think the only can the only thing that I'm worried about with him is like health. And I know I kind of went into who my five is. I guess I'll just say it right now, just because why not? It is Lamar Jackson. But go ahead, rip off your six through. I mean, your ten through six. So and if you uh, have any opinions, yeah, there was. We definitely had some crossover here. I mean, we're not that far off. I yeah. think, as you said, quarterbacks went through pretty quick. You kind of know who's at the top, and right. Uh, they're pretty solidified. I also, in 10 through 6, get through three tiers. Okay. Uh, 10, this is where we're going to definitely disagree, because uh, you talked about it, but 10 is Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't I don't see this, it. This is my tier 4, and these are guys who I think have a lot of upside, but I'm also drafting my second quarterback, my QB2, higher than most people. Okay. So I'm going and getting insurance So you're going guy. for upside. Yes. Like This is okay. a guy that I think can play into like the top five top six kind of guy okay if they play well but i'm not gonna like just fall out on and lie yeah. on him okay so daniel jones again probably the best white running quarterback that we've ever seen in the nfl <laughs> vanilla vic baby. literally vanilla vic like and he didn't look that bad with his arm last year and the wide receiver core bad like down still is bad. though it still isn't great it, it got a little bit better and you had darren waller if he can be healthy that helps a little bit, but I'm not sold on it either. That's why he's 10. Yeah. But I, I think he gets a lot done with his legs. So, And he still looked okay with, like, Isaiah Hodgins and Wondell Robinson coming off an injury. Like, Yeah. You know, there, there's guys there that looked okay for times. Okay. Go so, ahead and go ahead, finish it out, and then I'll give you my thoughts after it. Uh, nine, we're matching the same Tier 4, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Same thing. Really high upside, but I'm not banking on it okay. as a fantasy manager. Yeah. Then you get into my Tier 3. Again, just two guys. Mm-hmm. These are guys who I'm sitting there, and I'm like, they're good, but I'm like not feeling great if I get them. Like I'm okay. not feeling like they're going to be the best quarterback in the league. Right. 
eight, Justin Herbert. Wow. A little bit lower than you on him, but my problem is his wide receiver core does not stay healthy, ever. And it's a problem, and Justin Herbert also dealing with injuries last year. Like, I'm looking at this team and just thinking, how many more years can they not be good? Yeah. Like, just be mediocre. Okay. So that's, that's my problem with it. And again, I think Eckler, kind of a toss-up right now. I'm still pretty high on him, but... Oh, yeah, me too. You're on a one-year deal where it's like, you know, where are the actual vibes at with the team? Yeah. Uh, my seven, T-Law, Trevor Lawrence. I thought he took a major step up last year, and you add Calvin Ridley into the mix. It, his wide receiver core... Lights out. It, like, it can't get worse adding Calvin Ridley, no matter no. where he's at. Especially in a pass-heavy offense that Doug Peterson offers. Yeah. And ETN, yeah. that's a running back, but he's also an incredible pass catcher. So. Well, they also drafted uh, Tank Bigsby as well, too, yep. who he, he could definitely take a lot of load off of um, ETN in the sense of uh, – we'll, we'll probably get on something about that later on. But, yeah, no, I, I think that that's a good-ass offense this year. Yeah, I, I'm really high on the Jags this year. Uh, and then six, which I'm going to spark controversy again, Joe Shiesty. Mr. Burrow, Ooh. all the way down at six. Interesting. So I, now this the second tier is like my second level of court, right? Like okay. I think the first tier way above Burrow slots, and at the bottom of the second tier, where I'm like I'm still good. Yeah. Like I think Joe Burrow can easily be a top five, top six quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't think he's going to be like one, two, or three. Yeah. I mean so that's, that's where fair. he's at. I think so. What I can tell is you're going to go with upside. That's what I'm looking at. And getting the vibe from you, and you like your rushing quarterbacks because what it feels like is Fields is going to be pretty high, and Lamar is going to be pretty high on your ranking. So, and which I agree for fantasy purposes, yes, like running, like running back, quarterback, whatever that jumbo is, like rushing quarterbacks have taken over. It works. It really works, especially yeah, because I mean Justin Fields would not have been relevant last year. If he didn't have the rushing ability, easily, totally I agree. Completely agree on that. Um, the the Justin Herbert fade a little bit. I'm not too concerned about that one. I think I'm banking on the sense that Quentin Johnston may come in and do a role. I was honestly pretty low on him, but I think that he could carve out a role pretty quickly, especially with the injuries that they do deal with. But overall, I mean, I I kind of. The the Daniel Jones one, I don't know. I think you kind of reached your maximum potential with him. But other than that, I, I can get behind most of the other ones. Uh, T-Law again, I, I'm really high on that offense. We're going to probably touch on Ridley here in a little bit later on. But no, I mean, I, I, I can I can get with those. I don't necessarily agree, but I, I, I can I could see that kind of happening. Yeah, the, the Daniel Jones thing for me is like, the upside. Yeah, and it, it's it's Lamar thing right now, yeah. right? Like, he just doesn't have wide receivers. He's, yeah, I and, agree. And I, don't get me wrong, I think Lamar is miles better than Daniel Jones, but it's like, yeah. like, give him somebody to catch the ball before you cut the rope on him, right? I agree. And I, agree. I think their core got a little bit better this year. Yeah. Not a ton, but a little bit. Yeah, so moving forward now, um, the 5 through 1, it does include one obvious guy in Tier 3, but then there's two other tiers that are involved. Um, so the last guy, obviously, that I said at number five, Lamar Jackson. He is in the at least need one, which is my tier three. But then going into tier two now, it's just one guy, and it's Joe Burrow at number four. Um, I think that his potential is obviously capped, but I don't think that it's 
necessarily a bad thing because he will produce at a high level just because he is Joe Burrow. He doesn't have the rushing ability, but I mean, he's still probably the second best quarterback in the league, like not for out of fantasy. But um, I think tier then going on for my top three guys, this is the tier one, the elite of elite. Um, number three is Jalen Hurts. I think he lit it up last year. There was no changes to the offense other than Steichen is gone. So maybe a little bit of a regression. But I, I still think no matter what, with that rushing ability, he still is a safe quarterback there, and he definitely will be a QB1 in the sense. Um, number two, Josh Allen, just because, I mean, a, again, a guy that uses his legs a lot, can of an arm, gets a lot of touchdowns, pretty simple there, no no doubt about it. Um, I think the only concern now is, like, if Diggs does get traded, he's going to be throwing to, like, trash cans. So yeah, Gabe Davis and what Isaiah McKenzie is even still there. No, he's not there anymore. It would probably be um with uh, Khalil Shakir. Yeah, drafted in twenty twenty two, um and then obviously number one, no about no debate, nothing. I mean Patrick Mahomes. You know nothing nothing else I have to really say about that one. Yep, time for me to tear through my five through one. Uh, as you said, it's really heavy on the upside. Like that's just kind of yeah. how I play fantasy, right? Like I. If you're going to win, I think you got to look More aggressive. Upside. You have to be aggressive. Yeah. So uh, five, and we kind of already hit on this, why he's here. It's Justin Fields. Rushing ability. Dude can just run. Yep. And I think he takes a step up in the passing game this year, too. Gets better weapons. Another guy that I don't see getting worse this year. Like, yeah. I don't see how he's any worse than he was last year. Four, and this is rounding out my tier two of guys who I'm fine with, but I just don't know if they can be in the top three. Josh Allen. Hmm. Josh Allen slides down to the four spot for me. He struggled with turnovers last year. I believe he led the league in quarter, like four quarterbacks with turnovers. We're now talking Stephon Diggs controversy. His weapons are getting worse. The run game, while I think it's going to look a lot better this year, still not fully there. I, I don't know. Like He's just a guy I look at, and I'm like, he falls below these top three for me. That's fair. I'll get on it. I'll get it in a sec. You can rattle off your last... Now going into Tier 1, these are my top three must-have guys. These are like, you know, I don't want to call them must-have because I, I don't think I need them, but yeah. they're the guys that I want. If they, yeah. if they fall to me, I'm taking them, right? Obviously. Uh, number three, this is where we put the, the slide finally to an end, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I think he gets better with the better wide receiver core. I think he took steps up as a passer in the last two years, like massive steps, and then he's the best runner in the league. Yeah. Like, he, he's literally a wide receiver running back with playing the quarterback position where he just gets the ball in his hands every time. He's unstoppable. Yeah. And then maybe a little more controversy for you because number two, you said no debate. Here's your debate. Wow. Pat Mahomes. No. Pat Mahomes slides into number two and uh, Jalen Hurts hops up to one. Again, another guy that I think takes a step up as a passer this year and was arguably the best running quarterback last year, obviously, with Lamar kind of hey, off the table. Hey, yo! Yeah, no. I, I'm sorry, but no. I I mean, undisputed Patrick Mahomes is the guy, no I, matter what. Like, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and it's not close, but it's a good thing we're not drafting who the best quarterback is. It's we're drafting who's going to have the most fantasy points at the end of the year. I don't know. I still think... I, I don't get me wrong. I think I agree on the Josh Allen kind of take because especially if Diggs goes, I have no problem with moving Jalen Hurts into that number two spot Which, easily. The, Stephon Diggs was good last year. Yeah, 
but it wasn't like. I mean, he was still top ten. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and it was considered like a quiet year. Like he was just really consistent, but it wasn't like there weren't very many games you looked at Stephon Diggs on your roster and you were like, dang, like he won me this week. Right. It was just like oh, there's another like you know 15 20 point game on a Stephon. Well, and it's kind of like, are you gonna value consistency or? Are you going to get those like aggressive, you know, spurts of just really good games and stuff? But I mean, overall, other than the Patrick Mahomes take, I don't really see it. Um, but other than that, I, I do. I think Lamar could potentially finish in the top three if one, he stays healthy, and two, the Todd Munkin hire does end up working out. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I can I can definitely see that one happening. But overall, not terrible. Patrick Mahomes one kind of pissing me off. But either way. We're going to move on to the um, the running backs. This one is going to be kind of controversial for me. Like uh, I'll probably be there with you. Big don't time. Worry. Um, so I, I think this one, it, it's really weird looking at all the top 10 guys that finished last year and going to move it around to this year. And I, mean, tell you, I feel like running backs top 10 just never stays the same. Nope, it never will. So, like, I don't even care about last year's rankings as much. I mean, to a degree, right? Like, I got to know how the guys played. Right, obviously. But not like, oh. Where it's like, I got to do this. It's not like quarterbacks. Like, quarterbacks are almost like. They stay consistent for most of the time. At least your top, like, five, six are usually right right around the same. Like Maybe a new guy enters in, another guy kind of falls out. But not not really. Like, running backs just shift around. Yeah. Um, So, we're going to start off with the just miss. And there are going to be some weird ass names in this one. I can't even lie. Yeah. So yeah, good. I'll kick it off. James Conner was considered. James Conner was considered in it mainly because I, he dealt with injuries last year. But the thing is, like when he came back, he wasn't terrible. He was a decent RB two. So if he could clean up the injuries, he has a clear path of being the running back, the only running back in that room. I, I mean, think he is the only running back in that room basically, for the most part. But. Yeah. So I think, and that's the thing, like I value guys that will have the clear path to being a bell cow for their team, no matter what, you know, um, which then puts in the case of my other guy that was considered Miles Sanders was also considered in this because he signs a four-year deal with the Panthers. That's huge. Like, you don't invest that much time and money into a running back, usually. Yeah, unless you really trust him. So, I, I think Miles Sanders was definitely a guy that was I was considering in all of this. Um, Najee Harris was another one. I didn't put him in there just because I don't trust him still. Um, I still think he is a inefficient runner, and he's kind of just a merchant of a lot of carries. Yeah, but, that's where I was on him. That he didn't make my just off or my my fade or anything in my sleeper. Again, it was yeah. just like he's just. I, 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 got I don't want to sit here and fade him and be like, oh, he's terrible. But also, he's just not. A, he's not great. No, he's, he's going to be okay. Right, and that's the thing. Like, if he's not scoring touchdowns, then those yards do not matter. I'm sorry, yeah. and like those carries. But I, I don't. I got burned by him last year. I'm not going to get burned by him again this year. Um, another guy that was considered Joe Mixon. He was pretty inefficient last year as well too those were the two guys that were pretty volatile um i i again especially too with all this stuff about like the i don't even know like he's in some type of trouble i forget what it is now but who knows either way um i'm staying away from him most likely too it's another guy where he's starting starting to be a little older as well not going to trust him as much but um these last two guys 
were definitely the most in consideration for me. And that was one, Travis Etienne. He was a guy where it's just like, okay, I could definitely see him finishing as a top 10 running back. But the problem is, like, I, I they add in another guy with Tank Bigsby, like we said earlier. I don't know how this offense is going to work. I don't know if they trust him as a lead back. You know, I think in PPR, he could have some success with the passing game. We obviously have seen him do that in college, and he has that connection with Trevor Lawrence as well, too. But I, I don't know. I'm still a little worried about him. And then the last guy, this is this is going to be a little interesting. Derrick Henry did not make my top 10. Wow. Hey, yeah, you, yo. you, can, you can. I'll even play it for myself there. I don't. Not even the top 10? He's going to fall off, dude. He's going to fall off at some point. I said it last year, and I got burned by it, but I think it's going to be this year. There's no way that this dude can carry the ball 30 times and still be just productive how the way he is. I'm sorry. I just I, I can't trust it anymore. I, I faded him last year, didn't really care about it too much, but I just I don't see it anymore. It, it, it's it's going to hit a point because he's 29-30 like he's way past the 28 range so I just I don't know I can't trust it he's just one of those guys that's just a physical beast and it's hard oh, to I imagine agree. him not being that good but I mean he definitely he slid In down my list too. and we'll get to it but In yeah. injuries too that's, yeah, that's the other, the other thing, thing that I that I'm worried about but uh, yeah, go ahead I'll, rip I'll, off your just miss my just miss uh, I mean there's going to be a little controversy on this I, I got Joe Mixon with you he just came off my list uh Again, a little inconsistency, heavy passing offense, but he's still good. Like, yeah. He, he, no, there's you know, no doubt about it. He ripped off, what, like almost a 60-point game last year in yeah. PPR. Like, it's just a consistency issue with him, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, other two names, Ramondre Stevenson falls just outside of my top 10, just because, again, not high on the offense, but I think he's good. I think he's really good. He's probably like my 11, and if he's your RB1, I, I don't know if I feel great about it, but I wouldn't be like, awful about it um and then the third guy who's probably going to draw the most controversy tony pollard falls off my top 10 list i don't hate it i don't hate that one i don't, to, I don't think the there's truth. enough there i don't, I don't think it. he's that powerful of a runner i think he's really shifty and he's great in the pass game but i just don't know like I, I don't i just don't i don't see it like i don't see him being a top 10 rb like in and out like he might finish right around that 10 range but i, I don't think he you know even slips into being like a top five to seven conversation. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go right into my rankings then because two of the three guys that you mentioned are in my top 10. Um, so and this is actually works out perfectly. Tier three has 10 through six. No other. Yeah. And I have three tiers. Um, I literally labeled this. I don't even know anymore. Because again, it's so volatile. I told you earlier in this episode that I, I mean, it could literally be like, it, it, there's. I need a top five back. I need a top five back this year in order to kind of get everything settled. Um, here we go. We're already starting with a lot of controversy right off the rip. And um, number ten is Brees Hall. Uh, Dang. Yeah, I think. As long as he comes back fine from the injury, which he does look good in all the practice videos and Listen, stuff. Listen, we're talking about practice. Which I know. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. Not a game. I get we're it. We're talking about practice. But I'm still willing to bank on it because when he was on the field, he was super productive. 
last year. So I'm 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 hoping that he comes back fine. I also have him in one of my dynasty leagues as well. But um yeah, number ten, Brees Hall. Number nine, here comes the guy that you did that you were fading a little bit, uh Tony Pollard. I don't think that I don't By the know. way, what was his ADP on ESPN? Pa- uh, who? Pollard. If, Pollard. if you don't have it, that's fine. Um, uh, I was just curious. because Pollard's his- ADP right now, he's currently being drafted at pick 22.8, so I'm assuming that's like third round then, right? Yeah, you know where um, he is running back-wise? They're just not He is head. the running back nine. He is the running okay. back nine. Because um, Rotowire has him at seven. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I just don't see it. I was just curious where that kind of lined up. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just – I think that the the he's going to have the bell cow opportunity. I just don't know. He is pretty efficient. I'm not totally sold on him, though. Um, I think that I am worried because he hasn't taken on that bell cow role at any point in his career. So now you're asking him to do that. I think that's where my concern is going to be at. But, uh, yeah, Tony Pollard at nine. Chubb at eight for me. I mean, this dude gets faded so much. But, like, the thing is, like, I mean, do do you know where he finished last year? I think it was, what, 12? Or is it a little higher than that? Sixth. Sixth? Yeah. Nick finished sixth last year in full PPR. In full PPR, he finished as the RB sixth. Maybe, was he 12 the year before? I think that was, it was, maybe it was whatever year it was for injuries. I will say there was a stretch between weeks 13 through 15 where he, just did not put up amazing fantasy numbers. I mean, it was an 8, 8, 9, but then he kind of went back a little bit, 11, but that was the New Orleans game that was really cold and stuff, and then 12 um, against Washington, but then finished out the year with 23 against uh, the the Steelers. But the thing is, like, with him, like, I mean, who else is in the running back room? I don't think Jerome Ford is going to eat up so many carries. I think they're just going to get the last out of Chubb right now in this year, in my opinion. So he comes in at um, number eight for me, and this is where you're going to heavily disagree with me. Oh, boy. Number seven, I'm all on. I am all in on Ramondre Stevenson this year. There is no one else in that room right now. I think Pierre Strong was a guy that's in consideration, but they let go of Damian Harris. They just released James Robinson due to some injury concerns. I mean, this dude is going to probably be a bell cow. And when he was a bell cow last year, the dude was a monster. And I'm pretty, I'm higher than the consensus on him. But like, I mean, when he gets the opportunity, I mean, through weeks three through nine, the dude was ripping off big numbers, 20, 12, 19, 25, 23, 21, 16. So, like, I, I mean, without Damian Harris there, I think this dude is going to explode this year. And then going on from that, the last guy, number six, Josh Jacobs, another one where it's just nothing really has changed in that running back room and no coaching change has ever happened. Um, I mean, you got it. He finished he was faded heavily last year oh yeah but he was one of the best Big running backs time. of the year but then he still finished as the rb3 so like it, it i still think that there'll be a little bit more juice in him he's only 25 so it's not like just crazy dude I which feel is like he's crazy so to think older. about right i know so either way that's my uh tier three 10 through six i don't even know anymore rip off yours man all right here we get going by the way the uh We'll, we'll just get right into it, honestly. By the way, I don't th- know why you think I'm so low on Ramondre Stevenson. I told you, he's basically my 11, but, like, 
I'm I'm still high on him. I just don't think he's like RB seven. But it's fair. Yeah. Uh, we uh we can just hop right in. Is we're gonna disagree immediately because Josh Jacobs had an incredible year last year and he slots into my ten. I the, I don't I don't disagree to an extent though. Uh, I agree. There's been no change in the running back room. I don't think he's gonna have a big fall off. My problem is the quarterback change. I think the passing offense gets a little bit worse. Doesn't open up the run as much. I don't think there's much fall off from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think there's massive fall off when you talk about the deep game and the play action. But considering that, I mean, Derek Carr is is like too finicky to throw a deep ball. I don't really think it's too much, in my opinion. But again, another disagree. That's fine. That's, there by that's why we're here. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number nine slots in a guy who Rotowire's ADP has him slotted all the way down at 15. Okay. But he's going to slide into my nine. Kenneth Walker. Like, mm, we're we're nope. falling off this guy. Why? Nope. Not going to touch him. Like, I, I get it's going to be a heavy pass offense, too, and they added JSN. He's literally, like, one of the better rushers last year. They just drafted a guy in the second round. Though. I understand. I mean, but what is saw... Kenneth Walker doing in the passing game? I mean,. Nothing. That's exactly. the thing. Well, that's the thing. Well, and, uh, but, but he's efficient on the ground. Charbonnet, uh, the, the, but that's the other thing. Charbonnet is going to probably take over the passing role. They obvi- they clearly moving forward in the two. They drafted two running backs. Keep that in mind in this year's draft. Well, One they also actually, let go of two running backs. Granted, yes, but if you looked at their profiles and stuff, it's kind of in the sense of they were looking for a pass catcher. If you look at it, Charbonnet... Kenneth Walker does not catch passes, and keep in mind that's my what list I'm saying. is also half PPR. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair in that sense, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think he's going to have that many... He, he's going to be limited in the sense of he's not going to be used in the passing game because, again, Zach Charbonnet, good pass catcher, good runner, and drafted in the second round. They also took uh, the kid from Georgia, Kenny, uh, Kenny McIntosh, who... I even said, like, pre-draft, he should just move to wide receiver. So, I mean, they were specifically targeting a pass catcher, so I think that's going to really cap his value. Again, I don't think he's that strong in the pass game, but he's also one of the more efficient guys on the ground, and I think when you talk on the ground, he's basically going to be a touchdown merchant for them. Like, any short-line scenario. I'm just not touching it with a – I'm not touching it. That's fair enough. We don't have to agree, but uh, eight – a guy that uh, you know fell, fell out of your top ten, but he's going to sneak into mine. It's Derrick Henry. Uh, again, I think, as you said, the fall off not necessarily coming, but well, you said it's coming. I don't think it is, but I think he does not put up the same, and uh, you know, just not going to have his best year. It's going to start to tail off at some point, and I think it's coming. Number seven, which by the way, this will round out my tier three. These are only three tiers, and ten through seven is my tier three. Probably another name you might disagree with, but uh, falling here compared to what ADP is, Bijan Robinson. You said what was that? Dude, your number six. He's my seven. He's your seven. Okay, not no, not a terrible take. Okay, I, I'm not high on rookie running backs. I'm also definitely not high on the Falcons in general. That's not my. I disagree with that opinion usually, but like, go ahead and I'll because I'm going to talk about Bijan. And uh, six is where you jump up to my tier two. So the bottom of my tier two is Nick Chubb himself. Okay. I Running back six, it's where he finished last year. Guys are fading him, 
I, I was more surprised you dropped him to eight rather than having him a little higher up. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty confident in Stevenson this year. That's why he kind of fell for me, in I, my opinion. Uh, that That's fine. I mean, it's just... He's a safe play, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there are people fading him. I just don't think it's right. Like, right. Uh, he's right there, and he's going to have less touches taken away from him, thinking about Jerome Ford compared to Kareem Hunt, probably. Right, and it's one year. Yeah, it's so, one year. In Dynasty, that wouldn't be the case, but... No, definitely for, not. Just one year redraft. I'm I, I will I comfortable taking him. Yeah. So um, Chubb rounds out my top six. Okay. Or ten through six. Sounds good. Um. So my top five, it has two tiers. Tier two should be an RB one, but like you know there there may be some scenario where they're not. Um. Starting off with number five, Bijan Robinson. Um. I, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's just. I don't know how that offense is going to be. This dude could either finish as the RB1 or this dude could finish as an RB15 because someone is going and jabbing him, taking away his carries and stuff. Because the thing is, Arthur Smith does like to run a lot of running back by committee type of offense. You know, he, he it's a run-heavy offense, which is good, but if you're going to have multiple different guys running kind of diminishes the value the only reason why he ends up getting into the top five is because he's a tremendous pass catcher and he also has the draft capital to be that guy as well too I think he is going to be a top five back when it's all said and done in in, after his year one but like moving forward year one it's going to be a little sketchy so I, I think that's an interesting scenario um number four then Jonathan Taylor I think he, I, that was just riddled with injuries in that sense, where it's just, I mean, I, I don't know. It was like nagging injuries, too, yeah. right? Like nothing like It was that just major. something just lingering around all the time, so he just wasn't to his full production. But when he was on the field, he was still pretty good. I mean, there's a couple times that, you know, wasn't to a Jonathan Taylor standard, I'd say. But overall, I mean, I'm still going to probably draft him if he falls to me kind of thing, and the, the situation's right. Um, and then rounding out my tier two, um, Saquon Barkley at three. Um, the only reason why I'm a little sketched out is right now is because I don't know if he will play this year. There is a chance that he he may hold out. Um, that's been talked about recently, this this a whole week and stuff. But we'll see what happens with Barkley. He could drop in my rankings later on. Um, but to finish out, I only have two tier one guys who are the the elite of elite. This might we may disagree with it just because of PPR and half PPR. But Austin Eckler is my RB two right now. Um, again, he is a merchant of just getting dump offs, and he somehow still picked up a lot of the goal line carries last year, which is a good thing. Um, and then my top running back right now it's Christian McCaffrey. I I've been saying it all along. The one team that would really unlock like his full potential was the San Francisco 49ers and now he's on that team. I think it for at least one or two more years he is going to be a dog in fantasy. And I mean granted he is a little bit older and stuff, but again, we're only talking one year. I'm going all in on him this year. Just he has to stay healthy. That's fair. Uh not too much disagreement, honestly. You'll you'll probably take a little bit of gripe with one of these names in my top five, but other than that, I can pretty much just rip through these. You hit on a mostly good points. Okay. Uh, five, Jonathan Taylor. 
again, same thing, injuries. I think he's going to be fine. That Colts offense just scares me a little bit. Yeah. So it's the only reason I'm a little low I on I flipped him. him and Bijan at the last moment, to be honest with you. I actually just made a last moment flip, too, kind there of. There we go. But number four, Saquon Barkley. Again, you got to take it with the consideration right now. If you're drafting, you might not want to take him as your RB4 yeah. right now, but we're going with the assumption that he plays, and mm-hmm. at that case, he could be the top running back easily. easily. He's done I, it before. Yeah, like, like he's, he's that dog. good on the yes. ground. Uh, three, and here comes the controversy. This rounds out my uh, tier two, Brees Hall. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I thought he wasn't even going to make your list. Oh, he's making it, and okay. he's near the top. All right, good, 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 good. No, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I thought he was incredible last I mean, like, so good, and then he goes down with an injury, which obviously is kind of what you're looking at right now. Like, is he going to be the same? I- I'm buying in that he's coming back. I mean, I have Brees Hall and Christian McCaffrey in my one dynasty league. Yeah. Like, so... I'm, I'm buying in on him being yeah. back and being the best that he is. Like mm-hmm. he looked that good last year, where I was just like, "Wow." Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I and just then, didn't have him that high. I mean, I'm higher than most on him too, which is crazy to think about. But yeah. damn, <laughs> you're even higher. Yeah, think about that. But uh, one two kind of rounds out the same. Actually, I'm full agreement with you. Eckler is the two. CMC is the one. Christian McCaffrey is just the best running back in football and will be for at least a couple more years. Yeah, because he is a weapon. He does it all. He does it all, which is the modern-day running back. So either way, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I just, again, Priest Hall, I think, could finish as a top of the running back as well, too. But the thing is, like, I, I just don't know with, if he comes back healthy, you know. So that's going to round out our running backs. We have two more positions. This is probably going to be a pretty long episode. But, Definitely. Um, hey, enjoying this edition of Mistake by the Take? Never miss an episode by hitting the follow button on the podcast and by dropping a follow on our social medias. That's at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTTPod on Twitter. Again, at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTT Pod on Twitter. Thanks a lot. And now, back to the show. We're going to move on to the wide receivers right now. Um, we'll bang them out pretty quick. Are just missed for me. Again, this is really loaded. Um, and it's weird to think that some of these guys are just missing. But um, Jalen Waddle did not make the cut. Also in my just off. Uh, DK Metcalf, another guy that just missed it. Um, Since I only did three, he did not make my just off, but okay. he was he was in consideration. Sure. Yeah, uh, T. Higgins, another guy that I'm always super high on. It's just unfortunately with Jamar Chase, you know, he's pretty limited in that case. Uh, Devonte Smith, uh, another guy where he really blew up last year, but again, kind of limited when you have AJ Brown. Also, I'm just off. Right, and then the last one that I was in consideration, Chris Olave. Um, you know, I, I just don't know what Derek Carr is going to do there. But I I still think, I mean, I literally called it just miss, but in parentheses I said could be wide receiver ones easily. Yeah, like I, that's what I'm saying. Like we're so deep at wide receiver this year. Yeah. It's such like a dart throw in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only guy that you didn't mention that was in my just off was Debo. Yeah, I just worry about the injury concerns and just there's so many pass catchers in that running back. I mean, in that, well, I mean, he's basically yeah, running, running back, back wide receiver right. room, right? So that, that's my thing, though. He's so dynamic that he's going to take snaps in the backfield. Yeah. He's obviously good as a route runner. Mm-hmm. 
He's just dealt with so many injuries in his career, man. He has. It's crazy. It's, it's rough, but when he's on the field, he's one of the best, right? Yeah, like, I agree. It, I agree. You try to hope for at least a year of health. Shanahan schemes him pretty well. Yeah. So I have like five tiers with this. Oh, it's, my. Yeah, I know. I'm all over the I place. I got three. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I'll kick off my 10 through 6. Tier 5. Um, these are low-end wide receiver ones, I think. Um, and that's 10 is Garrett Wilson. Nine is Amon Ross St. Brown. Again, two guys like Amon Ross St. Brown probably not going to be as high for you just because he is a PPR merchant in points per reception, if you don't know the lingo. Um, but yeah, those are my tier five. Tier four are guys that are solid wide receiver ones that I have confidence in that will get the job done at least. Um, number eight, CD Lamb for me. Number seven, Stefan Diggs, which that one could go lower depending on what happens with that whole scenario. And then rounding off that tier is AJ Brown at six. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. I just, I really, I'm a huge fan of AJ Brown, and I think he is one of, I think he's a top five wide receiver. But again, like there's guys on this list where it's just like really hard to compete with, you know, because yep. it's just the receptions and all that jazz. Yeah, that's fair. Again, half PPR, so a little bit different, but yeah. run through my top 10. 10, a guy that was on your just off, Chris Olave slots into my top 10. Yeah. Uh, I think he's that good. Maybe, you know, a little question mark with Derek Carr's deep ball accuracy, and that's kind of where he thrives, but I don't know. I see it. I mean, he still had Andy Dalton as his quarterback last year, and he just did, he did just fine. Like, I, he was definitely, like, in the 11 to 13 range for me. Exactly, so. like. Red Rifle doesn't exactly got the uh, rifle Red on him anymore. Rifle, so, man, holy. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, number nine, a guy that, again, was on your just off, but actually slots into mine because he's a wide receiver two on his own team, T. Higgins. Yeah, I dude, I, I wanted to put him in so badly, but, like, Garrett Wilson was just there, and I'm like, he's going to explode this year, I think. Well, stay strapped. Oh, boy. Eight. <laughs> Yeah, give me one of those. Yeah, what the? I mean, hey, yo! <laughs> All right. Nothing more than that. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, eight. You said I wasn't going to be as high on him. Actually, higher. I'm on St. Brown. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it has a lot to do with the suspensions that the wide receiver room's dealing Good with that point. team. So he's going to have a big first couple of weeks, I think, where he's kind of the only guy. Good old sell-off then, too. Uh-huh. I think it'll be fine for the rest of the year too, but yeah, just because you they can, value the slot pretty much, right? But lot. you can uh, you can probably sell them pretty high yeah, after those first few weeks if it pans out. Okay. Uh, seven, bringing me a little high, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I do. He's just so good. He's like, so fucking good. Like he's literally as good as it comes as a wide receiver. I, I, I don't care. I called him like the most natural wide receiver so far that I have scouted because I didn't do Jamar Chase that year. So I in consider not in consideration of that, but like, dude, he's just so good. Well, if you would have scouted Jamar Chase, you would have at least uh, found out that he can't see the football when he moves to the NFL. So yeah, no kidding. I thought moving that was on. a good one, man. I thought that was moving a good on. One. All right, uh, but rounding my top six, sliding in at the six, CD Lamb. Yeah, I think CD Lamb. It, I I just don't know with him mainly because he's just kind of all over the place in the sense of like, dude. There, there's games where he just goes off, but then there's other times where it's just where he's like, where the hell are you? You know. Um, I think Brandon Cooks is a big step up for him and kind of helps. frees him up a little bit. Yeah. And then Michael Gallup, as long as he's healthy, 
Yeah, I, I think teams are going to have to focus not I, just on CD this year. I think it, it's more of an impact on Dak, but yeah, either way. Um, so my top five, my tier three guys. Uh, I should have mentioned by the way, CD was my bottom guy in tier two. Okay, so cool. ten through seven rounded out cool. tier three. Um, starting off the top five for me in tier three, these are guys that will definitely be wide receiver ones. Like I know that for sure, and will probably stick in the top five. Um. Number five is Devontae Adams. Um, again, I, I think he'll be fine with Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback, but I, I'm just I think there's other guys that I'm just higher on, in my opinion. Um, number four is Cooper Cup this year. I think coming back from injury, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of happens, not just his injury, but also Matthew Stafford's injury. But overall, I think no matter what, the offense runs through him. So I'm not too concerned in that sense. And I'm looking at it from a PPR perspective where this dude is just going to get dotted completely. So he comes in at number four. Tier two is just one guy. It's Tyreek Hill, and he's my number three. Um, The dude is just a fucking monster, dude. He's so fast and just a really good wide receiver. And he fits that McDaniel scheme so well in the sense of it just values speedy wide receivers. And him and Jalen Waddle are really dynamic in that sense. So number three is uh, Tyreek Hill. And then tier one, um, these are my elite guys that for sure are there. Um, Number two is Jamar Chase. And then number one is Justin Jefferson. They're basically the same guy at this point because they're just so fucking good that they are taking over the league by storm and I just think that they will be for sure locks obviously Jamar Chase went down with an injury last year so like he was the wide receiver 14 so I mean I I, but that was literally just because of an injury like when he came back he was still dominant as shit so it's not like we're you know gonna fade him or anything like that he's still a monster and nothing has changed in that offense whatsoever yeah no uh, I, I am realizing here I made a grave, grave mistake. Oh, boy. Um, so I, I was initially sort of not fading Cooper Cup, but planning to move him down farther. And you didn't put him in? I didn't put him in. Oops. Um, so that's a whoopsie. He's going to now slot in here, though. Okay. He's going to slot into that Tier 2 spot Okay. under CD Lamb. Got it. Okay. So he's number 5 then? Uh, he would be actually 7. 7, okay. He's 7, uh, which would push Chris Olave out of my top 10. And then you but, join me. Yep. yep. So Sounds good. All good. Yep. Made the adjustment. Made, yep. Mistake made. I was making it at 2.30 in the morning. Rip off 5 through 1. Yeah, same <clears throat> <right>. here. <laughs> so 5 through 1, 5. Stefan Diggs. Okay. Diggs slots into my 5. Still really good. Finishes a top wide receiver last year. I, I think he's going to be fine. I don't yeah. think he's going anywhere this year. I think worst case scenario, he finds a place like New York and he'll be completely okay. Right. Because I think Daniel Jones could be sufficient in the sense of at least getting him a top 10 production. Yeah, I, I think he'll be fine. He's um, Also, his agent came out and said something right before we actually started recording. I don't know if you saw this or not. Yeah, he'll be out for... Uh, he'll still be in Buffalo for the preseason, right? Or uh, like yeah, that? for all of training camp. Okay. Like mini camp, he's going to be it. in Buffalo. He'll be there. Like, okay. He's not going anywhere. They said he'll be there the entirety of it. Yeah, wide receiver four last year. Yeah. Little tidbit. Got him at five. Signing up four. Still in my tier two. Tyreek Hill. Not much more you need to say. Him and Waddle, dynamic duo. Higher than you on this guy, and it's probably in part because of the half PPR here, but A.J. Brown at three. Dude, just a fucking monster. Yeah, like, like, I, I don't... 
He, he's so unstoppable down oh the my field. God. And you I, got him a good quarterback, and yeah. now it's like a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and, and and it helps, too, that um, what's-his-name takes away attention from him. Um, Devontae Smith. Yeah. Big time. My, my only argument is, like, maybe get off Twitter a little bit because you lost the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, the, the the beef with Juju was. Yes. Yeah, that was that was um that was interesting to say the least. But mm-hmm. either way, go ahead, rip uh, off your last. I mean, you're probably the same with yeah, me. Yeah, top two actually have them flip flop though. Okay, because I think uh, losing Adam Thielen's a little bit bigger of a deal than people are making it. Uh, I, th- I think Kirk targeted him a lot, and Kirk Carr, Kirk. You said, you said like Kirk Kerr, and I'm like, what? Kirk Target hit him oh, a oh, lot, oh, targeted okay. him. Makes sense, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I can't talk. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Kirk targeted him a lot, which forced teams to actually pay attention to him. Yeah. And now it's not going to be that much, so a little more emphasis on Justin Jefferson. Okay. So he slots into my two, and he's still at two, guys. Don't flip out. Like, he yeah. might get a little more, you You know, can flip-flop those two, yeah. in my opinion. I, I agree, but, like, Jefferson's going to get more attention, but he's that good that it probably won't matter it that doesn't much. fucking matter he's still gonna finish probably top two at yeah. least and uh jamar chase goes into one same thing you said injuries last year slotted him down he was pretty much the best wide receiver when he was healthy yeah it's that that lsu wide receiving core was just filthy at the time but either way let's move on to the tight ends we'll keep it going but um yeah i um I, this one was hard for me mainly in the sense of like um I just don't know. Like there wasn't. It was kind of like quarterbacks, where it's just like I didn't. I don't know. Like I got to kind of emphasize the tight end position a little bit more this year, which I really didn't think I did, but I, I guess I do. And so here's the thing: like I don't like to have an emphasis on the tight end position, in my opinion. I I don't like reaching for those guys. But even last year, I found myself in a position where I was reaching. I mean, I I'm, one of my leagues I had George Kittle, I believe. Um, unfortunately, in another league, and we're probably going to talk about this guy a decent amount, uh, I had Kyle Pitts. But um, I don't know. I, I It's a thing where it's just like if you don't have a top guy, it's just not going to really help you out, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like everyone who gets Travis Kelsey is just so lucky, right? Like, yeah. Not lucky because you you waste the capital on him. He's going to be a first rounder, but like you're you're just so far ahead of everyone at that yeah. position. And it's after that, how do you draft past it? Like mm-hmm. if you pan out well and you get Kelsey in the beginning, like GGs. Yeah. Good like, for you. Like you literally pretty much win the league if you draft. Like if your draft comes away good with Kelsey and everywhere else is pretty much shirt up. You don't have to trade him. You got a lot of success there. Yeah. In worst it, case it scenario, helps. everybody's on the market for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He's always a trade option. No doubt about it. Um, there's a couple other guys that I feel like, you know, I'm I'm confident in taking, but like other than that, and like and also confident in taking, but like knowing that they will produce. But the other thing is too, like, I just don't know. Like, I feel like people reach a ton depending on who you play with. I feel like. People will reach on a tight end, and they could fly off the board like that. And but then there's other times where people are just like, "eh, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm okay with drafting a tight end in later rounds." But um, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I I only for the first time I actually only have three just missed guys. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Mainly because there was not that many that I'd even consider at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um. Those guys are Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, and Tyler Higby. Um, they're not really anyone that I'd 
really consider just going out there and drafting as my tight end to start off the year okay. in that any was, sense. That was interesting because uh, what's yours? I have three, but those guys, two of them fell off of it. Okay, like they they would have fallen fourteen or lower for me. Okay, uh, so I had Dalton Schultz as yeah. Probably like my eleven, like just off. Yeah, I think he was probably my my eleven too. I would say. Yeah, and then uh, Greg Dulcich or Dulcich. Oh, it's... Greg Dulcich. Yeah, yeah, I think Greg Dulcich is probably in consideration. I'd probably put him on that. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And then uh, I'm gonna withhold my last name because it's also my sleeper pick. Okay. All right, that's cool. Um, so I have, <laughs> I have seven tiers with this one. Seven? I, just because I just don't like. I, again, like there is like there are a lot of separate different categories in my opinion oh i just my god i like i thought I, I have five no i know but I, I either way i just don't like the tight end position in fantasy football especially if i'm because there's one league i mean i had to trust in fucking tyler higby last year yeah i mean listen which tight end is volatile it's okay. so volatile in the sense of just like like you don't you could literally pick one up on waivers i mean if you if you could pretty much, yeah, stream a tight end the whole year if you had to. I mean, Higby was the tight end six last year. Yeah. That just goes to show you that, like, I mean, out of nowhere, you could randomly just get a guy that has good production in any sense. So, I don't know. I'm going to go. I have one guy in tier seven for me, and that's my number 10th guy, and it's literally just listed as I need a 10th, and that was David Njoku. I think okay. he's at least a guy where you could take a flyer on him. I don't know if I'd be comfortable starting him right away just because I, I think now that there's a couple more elements to this offense that have been added for the Browns, I, I don't feel comfortable just letting him go right off the rip. But he's my 10th. Next tier is just two guys. Um, it's my tier six. These are just startable guys, I guess. Me, like I, I guess if like I didn't have an emphasis on drafting a tight end, early on I'd be hunting these guys in later rounds and that's number nine I have um Evan Ingram okay uh I kind of worry right now I don't know how Ridley is going to affect his role because I think the thing is like many teams I I think he was misused in New York that was the problem and I think Doug Peterson found a way to use him now but now that you have another guy coming to this offense it could shake up his role because this dude I mean he kind of killed it at the end of the year in the sense of he was putting up some numbers and he finished as the tight end five yeah no he was really good last year I I get what you're saying it's like when you add another name to the room it's always where does the target share come from exactly like somebody has to lose targets and and the thing is from the from week's 13 to 16 he was putting up some good numbers for a tight end i mean 14 39 in yeah, one that game was crazy um yeah and then 14 18 but then he again goes quiet in the end of the year where he three six you know nothing like he's really producing in that sense so i think that he's going to be something that i don't really trust going forward but like he is a top tier tight end too but um, yeah, I, I think him at nine, and then Pat Fryermuth at eight. I think he's probably going to be a very safe play for most people at this point because I mean he finishes as the tight end seven. Um, but he's a little bit more consistent in the sense of like he's not going to get you those like 
random like 25 a game kind of like not a game but just like a random game of just balling out but he will get you most of the time he at least gets you 10 so I I, I think Muth is a safe play where if I'm like high floor for the most part high floor like I'm in that case what's most likely going to happen if Pat Firemuth is starting for me it's going to be because I have so many other star players on my roster and I was just like I can wait on a tight end yeah um and then kind of rounding oh actually in his own tier itself in tier five is number is the my number seven guy it's Dallas Goddard um I, again, he he dealt with some injuries last year too, but he, he he's better than those guys. But he's not as good as my tier four guys, which only has one. Obviously, since it's six, but then we'll get into the rest. There's three in total in that in this uh, tier four, um, which is tons of potential, but it's a it's very risky. Um, and my number six is Kyle Pitts. Um, I, I I think the addition of Giannu Smith to the offense is going to help him out a lot. And we're going to probably... I'm not going to spend too much time on that one just because he is going... A little, uh, you know, surprise. He is going to be in the in-and-out part, which we'll probably talk about more. Yep. Uh, so, rattling off my 10 through 6. 10, slot in Fryer move. Same exact reasoning. It's just a high-floor guy. I- I've had him in a couple of leagues, I think, last year. And I was happy with it, right? Yeah. Like, it, I was okay. My So what happened was in my one league, I think I had Pitts. Yeah. And the problem was, like, he just, like, did not work out. So then I ended up getting Pat Firemuth towards the end of the year. And, I, you know, he didn't – he wasn't – he's not a guy that's going to cost you a championship, but he's not a guy that's going to – win you a championship. You have to have a good team around him. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not going to be the Travis Kelsey. He's literally a system quarterback in but the in sense a tight of, end spot, yeah, yeah. in a tight end spot for fantasy value. Yeah. Uh, so, sliding up to my nine, I don't know if this guy you're just really high on or if he was just off your list. I'm going to guess off your list just because of the names that are left. Dalton Kincaid. Um, the problem with I have with Dalton Kincaid is I just don't see it this year. That, I mean, that's completely fair. I, I just feel like this guy's going to get used like a wide receiver. Yeah, I think eventually he will. But the thing is, like, usually banking on a rookie wide, uh, rookie tight end is very risky. Definitely is. I know Kyle Pitts was a little bit different, mainly because, I mean, he was fourth overall and, like, he was a generational talent. And I wasn't as high as King, most on Kincaid this year. But I, I think he's going to carve out a role in the long run. I think Dalton... Um, Dawson not, Knox. Dawson Knox, sorry. Um, I think he's still going to be a primary threat there for now. But overall, like, I mean, Dynasty, I could see where the hype is. But this year, I'm not going to really... I, I just don't have much trust in him. Uh, I'm going the opposite. I think that wide receiver room's looking a little bit thin right now. And like I said, I think he's going to get used more as a wide receiver than like a prototypical tight end yeah i think you'll see a lot of sets with both him and dawson knox i think you're also going to see him in the slot a little bit mm-hmm. too i i just feel like he cars out a good enough role at the tight end position right yeah like he wouldn't be good as a wide receiver but he's gonna be okay as a tight end in my mind and on espn right now just a little tidbit he is currently being drafted as the tight end 14 at pick 148 
Yeah, little. Yeah, he's uh he's eleventh right now on Roto Wire, being taken at one twenty five. Yeah. So, but that that's my tier five. Okay. Those two guys, kind of uh, opposites in the terms of one's a floor, one's a ceiling guy. Mm-hmm. But they're just guys who I'm like, eh, like if I have to, kind of throw them um, in there. Yeah. the The next one consists of three guys that'll so take me right through six. These are ones who, uh, yeah, it's kind of like I'll start them, but I don't trust them. Yeah. Uh, eight, even lower than you, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Like uh, Arthur Smith. No other words. We'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, seven. That's where I go with Njoku. Okay. Uh, a little bit more. I think he's a big red zone threat. So, and that's kind of where I look at for tight ends, right? Is like, give that's me, where most give me touchdown dependency, yeah. right? Like, you're not right. going to catch 20 balls a game. So it's like, yeah. just give me touchdowns. I agree. Um, and six, for the exact same reason you said it's now a really crowded room, Evan Ingram. I think the, the problem is like with, I don't know, I just don't trust the, like, I just, moving in the first couple of games is going to be a real test of like, what is David Njoku going to be this year? Yeah, because no, I mean, it's a question mark. Yeah, I, I just don't know how Deshaun will kind of work with them. And, I mean, yeah, there was times where he, I mean, he... He was fine last year. Yeah. It, I wouldn't say, like, an awesome, because he finishes at the tight end 11, yep. which is, you know... Just off of your first, like, yeah. your starting tight ends in a 10-team league. There were, I mean, his game against the Steelers, week three, he put up 23. There's a couple of 14 bombs, but again, he's just so volatile in the sense of, like, you don't know if you're going to get either three or 14 out of him. So that's why I'm just a little concerned on the sense of like okay i mean the well, another good news i guess you could say he only had four no five touchdowns last year if i'm reading this correctly i think it's either four or five it wasn't that many he had no, the target i think it's it's four it's four touchdowns last year which is not a lot which is a good good news in the sense of like when i look at like a deontay johnson kind of thing where he scores like zero touchdowns it's like okay when he finds the end zone Look out. Like Big he's gonna juice. Be good. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe if he gets more production in the end zone, obviously when you have a guy like, I mean, Nick Chubb, that's your primary red zone threat right. when you're close enough. So I don't know. I think that one's going to be an interesting one to monitor. Um, he's, goals, also, he's just so athletic. Yeah, he's he's an athletic freak. Like he, the catch that he made in the back of the end zone last year. That was I was at that game. That was insane nuts like yeah he can be something really really special if they decide to use him that way i agree um so then round i i have two more in my tier four of tons of potential but a lot of risk um number five is george kittle this year again a guy where it's just like i've gotten burned by him a couple times where it's either an injury or just inconsistent play with that shanahan offense where i, I you know maybe he clutches up and, you know, has that big game for you, but there's other times where he just lays, just lays a goose egg, you know. Um, number four in rounding out this list is Darren Waller. Um, you are probably, I don't know if you're going to like that take or not, but I'm assuming that you may, I don't know. We'll, you'll get into it. Yeah, we'll but get into it. I think that right now, I mean, he's the only threat that the Giants have. And, I mean, they did give up, a, I'm pretty sure, a third rounder for him, too. Yeah. So I think that he's going to be used a lot in that offense in the sense of he has been kind of a guy where it's just like he does play a little bit like a wide receiver in a sense, just a jump ball, 
you know, 50-50, if you need a reliable guy, give it to him. Um, my tier three is one guy, and these next three tiers, they're just one guy. Yeah. Um, tier three, it's it's a safe, while cheap tight end, and that's DJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah, he may not get you the high-scoring affairs that a guy like George Kittle may get you or, you know, a, a Darren Waller in that sense. But I honestly wouldn't even be so sure of that this year, though. With? No Adam Thielen. Uh, TJ Hawkinson could see an uptick oh, in yeah, production. No, no doubt about it. But I feel like with him, it's just like he's not a guy where it's just – he doesn't get heavily peppered usually. Not usually, no. But, I mean, you can always rely on him to at least get you, like, 13, which is, like, a safer It's a great floor. floor. It's, it's a, a great it's floor. It's a great floor, and it's safer than, like, a like, – like, It's a better floor than Fryermuth, and yeah. the ceiling's still probably higher than a lot of the guys, right. too. And, I mean, like, he did have one game against the Giants last year in Week 16 where he had 35. Yeah. So, like, it, 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 against it, what team, by the way? Giants. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I remember that game. I, I had some Hawkinson stock last year. So. Yeah, 13 receptions for 109 yards and two TDs. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So anyways, and he targeted 16 times. Um. That's my number three. My number two is, like, could potentially challenge Kelsey if he gets injured for the tight end one spot, and that's Mark Andrews. And then obviously tier one, Travis Kelsey himself. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's any debate there. So. No. Uh, so honestly, my list not that much different. Five George Kittle, uh, okay. Four is where I take and slot in Dallas Goddard. A lot of pass catchers there, but again, it's a good offense. Yeah, you're going to see your production value just be enough, and he's big enough of a name where he's not going to fall behind so dramatically to guys like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Like he'll still get his. Yeah, I and I have him in my dynasty league, so I definitely think that he's has potential. Yeah, and uh, top three remain the same. TJ Hawkinson at three. And that was my tier three kind of rounds out. I kind of grouped those three together as like, you're fine with them. That's like your middle of the pack. You're like, okay, this is like where I'm okay. Like lower and higher, I feel really good. And then two Mark Andrews, one Kelsey. Yeah, and I think if I can walk away with one of these top three guys, even like Waller, I'd be okay with it. I think there was only three guys last year that I was okay with, and that was Kittle, Andrews and Kelsey and Kittle was the like the riskiest out of those. Yeah. But like I don't know, at least now Hawkinson is in a situation where they use the tight end position a lot more than how he was used in Detroit, in my opinion. So I'm gonna round off mine since I had like seven different tiers. Ten Njoku, nine Ingram, eight Fryermuth, seven Goddard, six Pitts. Five Kittle, four Waller, three Hawkinson, two Andrews, one Kelsey. Um, if you want, yeah, I'll roll through mine okay. since you did. Ten Fryermuth, nine Kincaid, eight Pitts, seven Njoku, six Ingram, five Kittle, four Goddard, three Hawkinson, two Andrews, and number one Kelsey. All right, so we have two more, two more, uh, two more segments. I would say in this, these, uh, these are going to be much quicker though. Yes, much quicker in the sense of just because it's it's one thing. Um, so we have one. For each position, we have one sleeper and one guy you are fading. Um, and to kick it off, who is your sleeper and fading quarterback this year? You want to go sleeper first or fade first? Uh, go sleeper first, since that's what I have listed. Sleeper first, and you're going to hate it because I hate it. 
Russell Wilson. I'm not gonna. I, I don't hate it. I could see it though. Rotowire ADP, 18th. Dude, you're drafting him as a low end QB two. Like I get, he looked awful last year, and I've been burned by Russell Wilson in the past. New offensive coordinator. We know he has at least a little bit in the tank to be decent. Like I gotta at least see him as like a high end QB two or like middle of the road. Like I could easily see him going like 14, 13, right? Like I, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, and I, I think he could finish in the top ten. I think that's very possible if he has very a good possible. year. So I think 18 is really good. My fade is going to be a guy that you would definitely have as a QB two. Rotowire's ADP 20th quarterback and uh, Jordan Love. I want off the train, nothing to do with anything Green Bay. I think dynasty purposes. Def- dynasty is a whole different story. Like yeah. this is for all redraft. Yeah. So I, like, d- different story with dynasty. I think Love's a great guy to have stashed away in your dynasty team. Because yeah. he could be really good. Green Bay has a great track record with just transitioning from one quarterback to another. Yeah. But right now, redraft from what I've seen, no love from me for Jordan Love. <laughs> Jesus, man. My Lord. I didn't have the mouse queued up for that. I should have played that music. But anyways. Um, that was it, a good one, man. Was, come on. God, it just like You don't like my dad joke. jokes. Yeah, Dude, come we, on. We cracked so many dad jokes this weekend, too. That was so bad. Uh, yeah. Um, um, speaking of being a dad, just a quick little thing in here for you. Excuse um, me, what? No, not being a dad. Calm down. Acting like one. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Chill out. But you were begging. Hey, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's fine. Uh, you were begging for rain. Like yeah. Like a 50-year-old man. You got it. Are you happy? Yeah. All right. Uh, dude, the grass was actually, like, really dead, too. Shut, you don't own a house. I'm just saying, you in don't, general. Like, like, you got to take care of your yards? You got to make it look pristine? I was just it was a, it was a, it was a no. <laughs> Old man. Yeah. Old man. Anywho, anywho. Um, my one quarterback that I am sleeping on, I touched on him earlier in the in the episode, it's Geno Smith. I mean, I, I still think this guy has at least one year in the tank where he could still be productive. Especially too when he's going and being drafted as I mean, the QB fifteen. Like this guy has the potential to be a mid tier QB one in my opinion, because he showed it last year. I mean, finishing as the QB5, you're, you, he's not going to just fall off a cliff all of a sudden just like that, in my opinion. But uh, I'm lower on him. I, I see him as a QB2 this year. I, I think he falls, like again, like top-end QB2. And I'm not going to draft him thinking like, oh my God, I, I, I got a QB1. Like, no, no obviously no, it's, not. It's a QB2 but still, that could like, be a QB1. He could, he could definitely be a QB1. Um, but my fate is Daniel Jones this year. Like, I, I just don't trust it. Oh, they don't have... brother! I just don't... Because the thing is, like, I just... They have no receiving threats in no, that it's, room it's whatsoever. Fair. It's 100%. And I think his value is just totally... Ha- it's capped out. Because if you are not going to give him a true one, you're not going to get the best out of Daniel Jones. And No, you're oh, not. And Brian Dable, don't get me wrong, he's done a lot to help him out. But it's just... It's not on him anymore it's to the point where you reach your max value on him so there's two things from him that i'm going to throw out that i think are really big his rushing ability is well, one rushing no i think just depends on how he's oh, going to okay, play okay, this okay, year okay. does saquon play because again yeah. run oh, game God, opens up the pass yeah. game and if you don't have a run game well, and it's easy to check down to saquon as well too that too two what do you get out of hodgins and wandell robinson 
which is most likely not going to be too much. They both looked all right last year, but it's asking a lot out of guys who didn't have high value coming into the league. Right. So or at least that high a value. I don't want to devalue those guys. They were okay. Like Wandell, I think, was like a, what, a fourth-round pick or something? No, a second. Was he really a second? Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I should just stop talking about drafts. Yeah, it's okay. Um, one RB sleeper fade. Rip it. Gil. Sleeper, and this is purely off of ADP, which I think we can say about all these. Yeah. Damian gonna, Harris. Yeah, we're going to get into the uh, heavy like ADP talk now just because it's going to be draft positions and stuff. So yeah. go ahead, but Damian Harris. Damian Harris is 38th in Rotoware yeah, ADP. that's pretty low. Yeah. Dude, like, uh, listen, I get it. It's Buffalo. It's a heavy pass. But, like, 38th? Like, this dude could easily be an RB2. Like, maybe an RB3, like a flex play here and there. I don't know. I- I'd want him on my roster as the top running back in Buffalo. Yeah. Like, I- I'm fine with that. Wow, you're not even going to believe where he's at on ESPN. Let's hear it. 47. All the more reason. Yeah, that's like, fair. Like, get this guy higher in the ADPs, people. Hello? I just don't know. I, I I mean, it's more of just I don't know how they're going to use James Cook this year because they did draft him in the second round. Which They didn't use him a whole lot last year, and when they did, Granted, they it weren't. was a crowded running back room, too. I mean, they did have two other guys that are not on the roster anymore, and they do bring in, obviously, Damian Harris now, but I don't know. I think that one's going to be a toss-up. Again, where he's valued at right now, yeah, I don't have a problem with taking a shot on him being my RB4-5. But, like, I don't know how that's going to pan out, like, where where he'll end up. Uh, they seem to have a really short leash with Cook last year. Like, there was a game or two where he fumbled and he didn't fumbled, see the yeah, field and they, again. He was gone. Well, in, the, in that case, I, I'm pretty sure they still had Zach Moss. They did. And they, they still did. had uh, Singletary yeah. as well. It's a valid point by you 100%. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, when it's you have a though. short leash with that guy, it's like, how much do you actually trust him, right? Yeah. In uh, my fade, which you're going to absolutely hate, ADP draft 19 on Rotowire. It's Miles Sanders. Wow. Not a fan. Miles Sanders, really good in Philly in a really crowded running back room where he didn't have a heavy workload. Not necessarily going to be the case when you're going over to Carolina with a questionable quarterback, not a great wide receiver room, and you're going to be looked at as a just like star RB1 pretty much. He's a smaller guy. He's not like that shifty. I just don't see him being like, like he's valued in RB two right now. Yeah, I, I see him more as like an RB three flex play, and even at that, I, this Carolina team's so bad. I don't know. So it's funny because my sleeper is Miles Sanders this year. Yeah. So the thing is with him, I just think that there's I I've seen that Carolina running back room. I don't like Chuba Hubbard. Um, I'm That's pretty. Fine. Do Deontay Foreman's not even there anymore? No, no he's gone. Um, I don't believe they drafted a guy this year. Not that I can recall. So I, I mean, th- there. This is a case of just like the dude is going to get touches, no matter how much you hate him or love him. Like, yeah, I mean, there's nobody else, and you could follow the money with this one. When you pay a running back four years, you're heavily invested in that guy, and I just think that. Going because right now he's listed as the RB20 on uh, ESPN. I mean, I'm willing to take him because it, it, he's 58.2, so that's what sixth round. Then, yeah. if I'm finding my running back two in the sixth round, I'm pretty happy with that. And yeah, granted, he may be low end, but like when you think about it, who else 
is going to be taking those goal line carries. And then who else also is going to take pressure off of Bryce Young when he gets inevitably to start week one because it's not going to be Andy Dalton. It's going to be Miles Sanders for most of the time. So I think that he's probably going to be my sleeper at the running back position. I, I just think, like, I don't know. It's 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 a it's, tough scenario. It's a bad offense. I will say that. That's my thing. It's, it's a bad so offense. It's not so much a shot at Miles Sanders, while I don't think he's the best running back on the planet, but it, it's such a bad offense. Yeah, I agree. All their other names, by the way, in Carolina are like, Raheem Blackshear is like the only other notable guy. Yeah, and I mean that was he was an undrafted free agent, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So either way. Um but then my fade, we touched on it earlier, Derrick Henry. I'm fading him. I'm sorry. He I'm not touching him in any of my leagues because I think I'm and I'll keep getting burned by him because I thought last year was gonna be the year that he kind of fell off. And the thing is like his production wasn't as it was used to be or anything like that because the problem is like there was games where yeah he has like you know a 25 point or a 35 and all this stuff but then like you look towards the end of the year starting to deal with a little bit of you know injury concerns and stuff in 3.6 yards per carry 2.7 2.2 but I'll give him credit because there's games where he does break off a nice little run gets 7.1 yards per carry in a game but it's just I think he's getting to the point where he's just so volatile that like I don't even know like what am I going to get out of him and if there's more consistent guys that I can trust in and also too I think Again, like if we're going to talk ADP, like he's the running back six. I don't want him as my probably going to be a mid tier RB one. I don't. I just don't trust him in that sense. Yeah, I in terms of that, I'm all with you, right? Like I had him at eighth on my board, so uh, I don't think he's going to fall off. I think as you think, as hard as you think he's going to fall off. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's and plus the Tennessee offense. Yeesh. It's dog shit. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But the thing is, I just don't know. I think that team's just going to kind of fall apart this yeah, year. I do too. That's, that's where I'm going to go with it. But um, moving on to the wide receivers, give me your sleeper and the guy you are fading this year. I think the wide receiver was kind of the hardest one to do, in my opinion, because there are so many guys that I'm high on. So there, there's definitely things that have slipped past you while okay. we've been talking about this. Um, and you're going to hear it pretty, pretty quick here. Uh, not on my sleeper, but when it gets to my fade. Because okay. my sleeper is Roto-Wire's 29th wide receiver, oh, please ADP, say Brandon Ayuk. Oh, man. Brandon Ayuk is like your first love. Yeah, and it's, it's just like, like my first love. You will literally like... Because <laughs> I drafted him and I fell apart with him and I didn't want to go back to him last year, but you know what I did? I went back to I him. I went back to him last yeah. year. He, and he bit me and then he didn't bite me and I was like, now I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I, I do like him. I think he's incredible. No, like, I think he's in. He's, he's, it's not a talent issue with him. That's no. the problem. It's literally Kyle Shanahan just loves to put random ass wide receivers in the doghouse for no reason whatsoever. He does that, but he looked pretty good last year. He did. No, he, he did looked really good. The only like, thing Shanahan is, Shanahan and him kind of figured it out. I, I just don't know consistently. Like, okay, is Shanahan going to use him as a wide receiver one? It's kind of the same thing as that Kittle goes through too. In my opinion, yeah, but no, I mean, him and I, him and uh, Debo Samuel are like right there, neck and neck, yeah. getting targets when it's good. So wide receiver thirty four right now for ESPN, and he finished as the wide receiver fifteen last year. Like ten teams leagues, ten team leagues. That's a wide receiver four. Yeah, I mean, like he's being currently the which would be picked ninetieth. So I'm assuming, like, well, what on that? That's wide receiver five, right? 
You said 40-something? No, 34. 34, yeah. So wide receiver four. He's a wide yeah. receiver three, according to Rotowire. Basically, yeah, he's a four. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that, you got to take a shot on You got to take a shot on I would take him as a wide receiver, like, high-end three, probably. And the thing is, like, he'll have a slow start, but then he'll kind of go off at the end of the year. So if you wanted to trade for him early on, you could kind of yeah. thing. Uh, my fade is the name that's definitely slipped past you because he didn't make my top ten, and he didn't make my first off, and that's because I don't want to touch him with a 50-foot pole. His name is Devontae Adams. Wow. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. You didn't put him in your rankings. Didn't put him in my rankings. Wow. Why? I, I don't want it, dude. I don't have any trust in Jimmy Garoppolo to facilitate to a guy like Devontae Adams and have him do, be like a big producer. Okay? Like, I just don't see it. And I think the target share split between him and Renfro is a lot closer than it ever has been. And you know where you're drafting Hunter Renfro right now? Well, Hunter Renfro... 80th wide receiver. I don't think Hunter Ren- no. Hunter Renfro's not even going to have a role this year. That because is, Jacoby Myers is stepping in. That is the most crazy thing you've ever said in your entire life. How? He's not going to That gonna- team is obsessed with Hunter Renfro. Yeah, but now did you see I mean Jacoby Myers, they clearly I mean because if they if they didn't trust in Hunter if they if they trusted in Hunter Renfro, they wouldn't have went out and signed Jacoby Myers. Guarantee you that because they they're paying him a, they're paying him eleven mil a year, dude. Really? Like I I don't know. I just well, you're just not going to use him. I just well, there's trade talks about Renfro. I just think that either way we're we're getting off topic. I don't think Devontae. I I mean they're they're going to just pepper this dude the whole time. Where is he going? What other receiver? You're looking at Jacoby. Like, Jacoby Myers is a possession receiver. I get that. Yeah, I understand. But the thing is, like, I mean, it, there's... Like, Devontae, like, I get it. But I also think the Raiders are going to look abysmal this year, by the way. I, I, I hate this offense. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. I think it, they have a chance to definitely do that. But the, the targets that this dude gets, he is consistently getting at least 10-plus targets. That's fine. Okay, again, remember, I'm drafting off half-point PPR. Yeah. So... It's a little bit different, less. yes. But my problem is yards after catch. Where is this guy going? Who else are you focusing on? I'm double-teaming Devontae Adams every time I play this team. I'm, I'm stacking the box, and I'm stacking on Devontae Adams, and if you want to throw the ball to Jacoby Myers, have fun, Jimmy G. I'm just not going to fade it. Maybe Jimmy G. Doesn't he have like a major issue happening right now? I don't think that that's going to be an issue. Well, you got to hope not, because if not, I don't know who's throwing the ball there. Aiden O'Connell, maybe. Yeah, no. Absolutely disgusting. Either way, I don't. I disagree with that one heavily. I, I don't think he's okay. Like, and when I say fade him, like if he fell to me in the as like when the wide receiver, like late round wide receiver two started coming off the board. Yeah, I'm going to take him. Wow. Devontae Adams. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, going, but I'm I don't. I don't agree with that. I'm not one. taking him in the top fifteen. Once you start the talking price past is fifteen, wrong, bitch, the price is going to be right. You wait. Either way, my. Sleeper wide receiver this year, and I am so invested in this guy. It's not even funny. There's another guy that I think that it would be very um, that could be in consideration too, actually. But the one that I am so invested in is Calvin Ridley right now. I think this dude has the potential to become a top ten wide receiver in fantasy this year. No argument for me. I think that because I mean he's currently being drafted as the wide receiver twenty three right now, which is completely fucking ridiculous. But the thing is, like, 
I mean, it, you've seen him put up numbers with yeah. different teams. And you're going to have the argument of like, oh, well, you know, he was out for a whole year. The dude still looks explosive. Like I, there, I, I know, I know. We're looking at the clips and stuff like that, Listen, and you know, we're talking about it's practice. we're talking practice and stuff like game. that. Not but a the game. thing, it's just talking about. I, I don't. There, it, it just everything makes sense with it. It's literally a heavy pass offense with Doug Peterson. He's got a good quarterback that we think is going to be top ten. He's going to clearly be the wide receiver one. I don't. I think the Christian Kirk narrative of him being a wide receiver one is just complete bullshit. I think it's just because they paid him that much. But I, Calvin Ridley is bound to have a good year. And the thing is, he's may have a couple of rough games to start. But I would, if you do draft him, hold on to him. But if you didn't and you're still interested, definitely go and try to trade for him in that sense. And then my my fade this year. I just always stay away from him just because I I have trust issues with him. And it, it, Mike Williams, I don't know why everyone just really, like, okay, you said you'd, like, fade Devontae Adams and stuff, yeah. but you would eventually pick him up yeah. if he fell. I would never even consider drafting Mike Williams and at any point. At any point. Just, I had him last year. I, he's boomer bust 100% without a doubt, but, like, he does boom. But the only problem is they added Quinton Johnson into the into that room, which is basically the it's a, it's the same role like they're literally the same body type kind of thing, bigger, like you know, just a weird kind of like mixture of speed, but like also just a good stature kind of thing. I just think that, that wide receiver room is so weird to me. It's so weird, and I'm just I don't want to deal with it. Maybe if Keenan, Keenan Allen's another guy where it's just like he's drafted as the wide receiver seventeen. I just don't trust anyone in that wide receiver room right now. I trust Justin Herbert to produce, obviously, because you got a lot of threats. But like, I just don't know, like, who's it going to go to? Who's right? it going to go to? And like, who's going to stay healthy? That's the other thing because Mike Williams deals with issues, like injury issues, all the time. Yeah, so I, I just don't want to deal with that. Um, but either way, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fading him this year. I'm not going to touch him. Keenan Allen one hurts me. I play a weekly fantasy with a bunch of buddies. Like where we just throw like ten bucks on the line, and Keenan Allen's like my oh, he's always the cheapest one. Yeah, he's cheap, and he can easily get him. I, I, yeah, a lot less confidence this year. Exactly for the same reason. Yeah, Uh, plus he's old too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moving on to the tight ends. Give me your sleeper and your fade. Uh, I don't think we're gonna have to spend a whole lot of time on these, honestly, because I think they're gonna be self-explanatory for me. Uh, My sleeper, Rotowire has him at ADP seventeen for tight ends. Irv Smith. He's in Cincinnati. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one because he could potentially. Have a decent role. I think he'd be a tight end one. I think it's possible. Like, there's a way. Yeah, like when there's finish a way, in the top ten. Yeah, because it maybe I mean like after the top four or five guys, it usually just kind of like a couple of points usually separates those other guys from being in the top ten. Yeah, I think Irv's extremely underrated. I think the only thing holding him back here is injuries. Injuries definitely, and uh, just a crowded room. Again. Yeah, Jamar Higgins, Boyd, and then him. Yeah. Uh, my fade, who don't know if you noticed or not, also didn't make it into my top ten or my first out, Darren Waller. Yeah. And why is that? Because I've been bit by Darren Waller so many fucking times that I'm done with it. He doesn't play football. He is the Michael Thomas of the tight end position, and that's all I have to say. So he's not like the first love. He's not like the first love. Actually, he kind of was because I had a. I've gone back to him multiple times, and I've had a good year with him, and then just multiple bad years, and now I'm done. 
She finally cheated on you, man. Yep, and I, I finally woke up, guys. I've, I'm finally done with it, all right? I got cheated on three times here, and now I'm ready to call quits. I feel like there's deeper issues that we need to address at some point. <laughs> well, listen, I've, I've never been cheated on, so no. I'm okay. Um, So for me, I kind of went a little bit more of just like I didn't I didn't pick a true sleeper I'm actually we're doing it again my my sleeper is Darren Waller because I think the dude can oh. be a top three guy like I mean who, no I, I actually get it though I it, I guess I haven't been burnt by him yet yeah um but last year I it did upset a lot of fans there but that team was just a, a disaster with the Raiders and they're gonna probably be a disaster this year but you know what? He's not there anymore. So I I think that him being a primary threat, it's going to be almost in a sense kind of like how Jacksonville kind of used Evan Ingram where it's athletic guy, more of a wide receiver, not many like, you know, good wide receivers on the team. So it's like you have to utilize the tight end position more. So I think that Darren Waller is going to have a pretty expanded role in this offense. If but, he plays, he's great. Yeah. If he doesn't play, that's a problem. Injuries bust. are going to be the 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 tough thing for him. <sighs> Injuries, but, quote, in quotations. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um. So then, but my fade. I don't think I'm going to draft George Kittle this year. I just I don't. The reason why mainly is just because everyone, he's like a guy where it's just like everyone freaks out because they're like oh my god I gotta get a tight end I have to do this and stuff and then they go and reach and get George Kittle because you know what like I say that because I was that guy last year I reached and I panicked and I ended up like screwing myself over because I mean he gets hurt he I just I don't trust him at all so I'm staying away from him he's good but yeah like the injury last year killed you and then also I think it's a lot of like name value to him more yeah. than anything because oh, sure. he had one or two good years and then it's like oh like he was like a top two tight end mm-hmm. for like what I, I think like two years there yeah and now everyone's like George Kittle's a monster but like he no. hasn't done it no I agree you, you got to get off him at some point I agree um so then the last thing to kind of wrap it up we'll go a little quicker since this is probably our longest episode ever but um there was a lot of jam-packed content today yeah um we were pretty excited to do this though uh so usually are Wednesdays, which we haven't done recently, which I was kind of thinking about it, is usually this or that. But we decided to change it up a little bit for this episode and make it more of a fantasy football edition. So instead of this or that, we're going in or out. Basically, what's going to go down is we're going to be given a name, and it's either are you in on him this year and you're willing to draft him at the right price, or are you out on him, you're not going to touch him leave them alone kind of thing. So let's just let it rip. Uh, first one, Javante Williams, a guy that's been doing with, like, I mean, I, I just don't know, like, what's going to happen with his injuries and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, what do you think? In uh, or out? One, I say we rapid fire these. Let's just bang them out. Okay. Javante Williams in. ACL is not stopping me. I'm all in. He's a dog when he's on the field. Okay. I, I Currently, he's the RB32 right now. So I could buy him at the RB4 price tag. I think the price is yeah, I good with that one. Had it, him at like 29. Yeah, I'm still there. I'm I'm totally willing to spend that on that guy without a doubt. Um, so then the next guy, another we're gonna have a couple running backs here. This one a little bit different situation. Alvin Kamara dealing with some legal trouble. 
What do you think? Out. Out. Don't want him. New okay. regime kind of in, you know. Sort of. Yeah. Not, not entirely, really. but like things are changing there. Uh, he's getting older. He hasn't been consistent the last couple of years. It's just like, I, I just don't want it. It's inconsistency, and he's going to be way too highly valued. The ADP is really what gets me. The price is wrong, bitch. Bingo. Yeah. Um, I'm Thanks, out Adam. too. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm out on him. He's currently being drafted on ESPN as the RB23 and I don't know if he's even going to play because the legal issues are pretty bad. Um it's all over the place, but that's not even the thing that I'm most concerned about. The writings on the wall. Like they don't they're done. You know, they're in pursuit of Dalvin Cook potentially. Um they drafted Kendra Miller the kid from TCU at yep. a pretty high value too. I believe it was either third or fourth round, which is really high for a running back. And then they also bring in Jamal Williams. That just tells me that they have no faith in him moving forward, case being figured out or not at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, Alvin Kamara, we're both out on, I guess. And again, it's pretty high ADP for that one too. Yeah. Um. So then the next name, last running back that we're going to probably touch on right now, um, J.K. Dobbins, another guy that dealt with injuries for basically his whole career, Ohio State boy, in or out? All in. Oh, wow. I want him. Pass game helps the run game. Lamar and J.K. read options. I love to see it. I think this Ravens team looks a lot better than it did, especially last year. I I don't know. J.K. is just a guy, and maybe it's part of the – Ohio State fan in me who saw him play so well for so many years, but I mean, so many years, not really, but Never, yeah, um, but saw him play so well there. And I don't know, with Lamar paired up and the passing game just looking like it's going to take a next step, I- I'm ready. I-, I think I would take him. I'm in if everything kind of checks out with just medical reasons. And if his ADP starts to get a little bit wonky and everyone starts to go all in on him, because right now he's going as the RB25 yeah, in the eighth round. Rotowire has him at 18. I wouldn't take him that high. Yeah. So, he, I mean, eighth round, like, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I snagged him. I'm like, all right, I just totally got a sleeper right there. I, it's more of like if I take him, I'm like... I'm getting a risky RB3, but I have a lot of other depth in other positions because he's going in the eighth round. Um, so then we're going to probably – we're moving on to a different position. We only have one tight end, and we we said we were going to talk about it earlier. Dude had a monster freshman year, kind of fell off in his sophomore year campaign, but now Kyle Pitts, what do you think this year, in or out? I'm out. Okay. And mainly because of Arthur Smith, dude. I, I just have no faith in him as a coach. I, that offense looks so bad, and pair it with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Oh, dissing on my boy Desmond. Dude, he sucks. I I was high on him in the draft, but I, I agree. Third round kind of shows you that. I don't agree with your stance on it because I'm in. Um, mainly because I think a lot of people are still scared about it, and you could get him at a decent value. Currently going as the R, uh, the tight end seven right now, and you can take him in the eighth round. And I'm completely okay with that. It depends. If he fell, I would take him. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, I wouldn't touch him, but like, he would have to fall past a couple of other okay. guys. I think he's in a good price range. I think the Giannis Smith kind of getting, like, it, it, that will be the blocking tight end now. You don't have to worry about Kyle Pitts having to block. I think Desmond Ritter is going to be a little bit better of a passer than Marcus Mariota was. I'm not totally sold on Ritter as well, but I still think that it's a decent price range there. Um, 
we're going to move off to two more, two wide receivers. We already kind of touched on one of them. Well, both of them, actually. The man himself, we always talk about him. We already have a tall boy on it. DeAndre Hopkins, in or out? This is going to be the most boring answer you get, but it depends. It, okay. It, it depends. Because, How about this? Go ahead. Where, if he goes to the Chiefs, yes or no? Yes, in. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to list off a bunch of them. Bills. In. Browns. In. Titans. Out. Patriots. Out. Any other ones that you could think of? Bears. In. Ooh. Um. Okay. All right. I'm Probably just going to say. I'd be, I'd be a little more hesitant. Honestly, I'm just going to say out. It's just straight up. I'm just not going to play with it. Um, I, I he mean, goes to the Chiefs. You're not dra- You're not taking him? At his price right now, because what's going to happen is he's currently being drafted as the wide receiver 19, which would put him at a, I mean, he would be then at that point a wide receiver two. I, I don't know if I'm going to be willing to take him as a wide receiver two and trust in it because here's the thing, it's it's wide receiver 19 right now, but that the minute that he signs with the Chiefs, it skyrockets. It yeah. skyrockets, and then the price just becomes. Dog shit. Oh, I'm probably with, like if I can get him as a wide receiver two on the Chiefs. Bingo, I'm yeah. in. Take me there. If it stays at wide receiver 19, yeah, I'll take it. But the thing is, like, it's probably not depending on whatever team he's going to sign with. So, I mean, and, and then if he goes to the Titans or the if he Patriots, goes to the Titans, dude, I don't even want him at, like pick. I mean, like wide receiver 35. Look at Julio Jones. I know it's a different scenario because Julio, you know, he kind of did fall off a little bit there. But like, it just we're the land of where careers die, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of out on him, mainly because I feel like his value would just skyrocket, in my opinion. But um, the last guy, round it off, I already told about it. You already know I'm in on him. It's your boy Calvin Ridley. All in. Yes. I, it's a crowded room, so it's like I'm a little scared, like in the slightest, but he's good enough to just throw I, those worries away. I think he's like... Even if it is a crowded room, he's steps above Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones. Like I, I'm fully confident with him stepping in there and being a wide receiver one. They took a real risk. Like that's the thing that people don't understand. This dude could have been like done and yep. like like never come gone. Back. Yeah. And the thing is they took a huge risk and I mean, gave up a lot of Pick, like not even picks, it's just like a value pick. Because the thing is, I mean, if he does play all this year, I think a certain amount of snaps, the most that they're going to give up is a second rounder, which for a wide receiver is a lot to give yep. up. I mean, you if you're giving up a second round pick for a wide receiver, it's usually because you value him pretty high. But overall, um, going through it again, I'm in on Javante Williams at his current price. I'm out on Alvin Kamara. I'm in on J.K. Dobbins for now. Kyle Pitts I'm in on. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins I'm probably just going to be out on. Uh, Calvin Ridley I'm in. Go ahead, list off yours. After we get one more name from you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tua Tungavailoa. Tua Tungavailoa. Um, since you just mentioned it, I'll play off of it. Currently, I just say I'm out. Uh, I don't know what the health concerns. This dude beefed up, I will say that. Like He put on some like weight, which is good because he was a very – thin, frail, kind of not frail, but like for a quarterback, it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna work. Yeah. So I think that it, it, it's gonna be a situation that Bryce Young runs into too. So I think for now, with the injury pass and like the fact that he was like literally like 
paralyzed at one point on a field. I just don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah, no, I, I'm way too scared for... I don't even think that he should be playing football at this point. No, I don't for, think like, so either. his actual health. Yes, I agree. I'm not a medical 100%. professional, but like it just doesn't feel right. My sister has dealt with concussions in her past. She's she's had a lot and like it's it's not as severe obviously as that, but like it's a scary messed up thing and like I, I don't know. I just I wouldn't at some point you have to call it quits. Yeah, it sucks cuz he's so young. Too, yes, but I, I agree. I'm out. I, I don't want the risk of a guy just, you know, like he could literally never play football again after one hit. Right. I agree. And so I'll just round mine out. Yeah, then. go ahead. Uh, I'm in on Javante Williams, out on Alvin Kamara, in on J.K. Dobbins, out on Kyle Pitts. DeAndre Hopkins, it depends. I yeah. guess I would say a more. We rattled off a couple teams. Yeah, for, in yeah. then out, I guess. And then Calvin Lilly, I'm in. Tua, I'm out. So, yeah, that'll wrap up this episode. Um I'm really glad we did something just kind of, you know, in general. It's always good to kind of get away from at least Cleveland sports for the time being and try something else. Um, I'm sure you guys will love it too. It is probably a longer one, but honestly, we kind of figured that it would be going into this. But, yeah, no, um, we're going to be back Friday. Make sure you tune into that one. We got some, you know, Guardians live talk. But, uh, yeah, anything else, Jake, before we uh, close this John out? Yeah, this will probably be our longest episode ever. I mean, yeah. uh, we is not the plan to go this long. We just well, knew it would be a little longer. But Yeah, the thing is, too, it's rankings and stuff like that. That's usually going to happen. But, yeah. yeah, overall, we did jam-pack a lot of things into it. And also, too, I mean, we did start a new segment. So just kind of feeling that one out. But either way. Thank you guys for always listening. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at DYFelt and also on Instagram. It's the same thing. Jake, go ahead and plug in your stuff. You can follow me at Instagram at Jake Volnick or Twitter at Volnick2. Also, don't forget all the Mistake by the Take socials. Make sure to give those a follow if you're not already. At MBTTPod on Twitter, at Mistake by the Take on Instagram. All right. Well, that will wrap up this episode. Make sure you look out for Fridays, and um, we'll see, I guess. Adios.